The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. It's a big uh, email circulating that uh, the new president of Mexico, who hasn't yet taken office, but he's about to, and um, when he does, he will be the furthest left president Mexico has had since probably 1930-ish, the 30s. Uh, but there's a there's an email circulating that he called for people to flood the U.S. border, and he kind he didn't, eh, sort of. <laughs> the, it's making the rounds on Facebook a lot and in email that he said there should be a massive surge of immigration into the United States. Mexico's next it says Mexico's next president calls for an invasion of the U.S. It didn't exactly do that. Um, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, also known as AMLO, for obvious reasons, because it takes you know the whole show to say his name, <laughs> uh, has been openly telling people to his people to flood the U.S. border. What AMLO is asking his people is not a surprise. Apparently, he's been planning this for years, but nobody really cared to pay attention. Okay, uh, and they claim that. Here's what he said. And soon, very soon, after the victory of our movement, we will defend all the migrants in the American continent and all migrants in the world. Um, Adding that immigrants must leave their towns and find a life in the United States. He then declared it as a human right we will defend. Then they put the actual uh, words that he spoke in Spanish And then the translation. Here's what he actually said. Soon, very soon, after the victory of our movement, we will defend migrants all over the American continent and the migrants of the world who, by necessity, must abandon their towns to find life in the United States. It's a human right we will defend. There's a subtle difference, but it is a little bit different. He's saying that because it's necessary, because they're so poor, they feel like they have to abandon their town and go to the United States. But to me, that's a pretty astonishing admission uh, from the guy who's going to be the president, the lead person in your country, the head of your nation, uh-huh. is saying that our country sucks so badly that people just decide they got to go to another country. And we're going to defend the right to do that. That's a human right that we will defend. They don't have a right to come here. There is no right for you to come here and demand entrance into our country. That, 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 is, that is not your human right. So it is still kind of a staggering statement. And it's, it's amazing. If Donald Trump became president and said, you know, Americans are in... All the cities in this country are in such a desperate situation that by necessity, they must abandon their towns and find a better life in Mexico. 
That's a human right that I will defend. Okay, wait, what? So you're while you're not necessarily encouraging everybody to do that, you're saying your country is such in such a bad condition that they need to. I don't know how that extraordinary fact goes completely undiscussed in this country or theirs. Why aren't you talking about how you're going to make life better for Mexicans so they don't have to leave? So they don't flee to the United States? Why don't you defend the human right they have to, to have a decent life in their own country? And why isn't anybody saying, hey, Mexico, stop being such a toilet that... That your own citizens can't live there. Is that a racist thing? No. I think that's a human right thing to say. Maybe should work. Maybe everybody should be working on making Mexico a better place to live. Or a place that's even livable. Strange. What a weird. What a weird situation this is. That we find ourselves in. And because Mexico is so bad. Because it offers so little opportunity for their citizens. It's just expected that we take care of them. That we allow everybody who wants to come, to come on in. Well, first of all, it's impractical. Secondly, it would swamp us so badly that it would... This would not be the same country. So, um, he has encouraged the current president, to complete the following three actions before he takes office. Send a diplomatic note in protest of the Trump administration's policies to the United United States. Solicit the urgent intervention of the United Nations Commissioner for Human Rights. And send a team of lawyers, psychologists, and social workers to aid the kids and their parents at our border. Wow! Wow! What an admission of what a rat hole you've got going there for a country. What an admission that you're so so corrupt, so inept. You've made life so terrible that you're going to the UN and demanding that the UN insist we let everybody, every Mexican who wants to come into this country to come into this country. And you're not ashamed of that? That is really something else. I just, I can't even believe it. And again, if the shoe was on the other foot, if that was America, and we were saying that to American citizens, hey, it's so bad here. I know you're going to flee to Mexico. We're going to make that a lot easier for you. We're, we're going to send uh, a team of lawyers and psychologists and social workers to help Americans get into Mexico. Because for some reason, those hateful Mexicans don't want Americans pouring across their border. And by the way, they don't. They, they wouldn't want that. They don't want that. It, try to own land in Mexico if you're American. It's hard. Do we send back? Them? Not impossible. Yeah, we. They send back us. <laughs> what What there should be is more of an attitude of like the first lady of Honduras, who on a visit to an immigrant detention facility in Mc, McAllen, Texas. So she came. The first lady of Honduras came to visit the Hondurans in Texas, who had sneaked across the border illegally. And uh, Ana Garcia Carrillas promised to seek solutions within Honduras. Huh. 
What a concept. What an idea. Here's what she said. Stay in the country and let's look for solutions to support you. (laughs) What? Wow. Huh. I wonder why they're not saying that in Mexico. Hey, stay stay in our country and we'll help you. We'll, we'll, we're going to figure this out. Let's all work together to make Mexico the kind of place you can actually live in and be proud to stay and it can support your family. I mean, here we are, an oil-rich nation. We should be able to support everybody here. We can't right now, but let's all figure it out together, shall we? That's how it should be. Nearly a quarter of the 40,810 unaccompanied minors who crossed the U.S., crossed into the U.S. in 2017, came from Honduras. And it's not the first time the First Lady of Honduras has visited a facility here um, or spoken with the Hondurans who fled the country. More than 60% of the population of Honduras was living in poverty in 2016. Uh, Political turmoil... An enormous gang presence have all driven the country's homicide rate to one of the highest in the world. Same problem Mexico has. Same deal. However, you see the different handling of the situation from Mexico. Mexico saying, hey, we're going to fight for your right to continue to flood the United States illegally. Whereas she is saying, hey, stay in our country and we're going to work together and fix this. Wow. That's something you can respect. Yeah, and so it sounds like what you're saying is that the new president of Mexico is not going to help pay for the wall? Uh, That's, yes. That's a definite yes. That's too bad. He is not going to help pay for the wall. I was expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, were you expecting whoever was elected to Mm say, oh, and that's right, Uh, you know, I I know I talked about this during the campaign, too. Mm -hmm. We are still going to pay for that wall Mm -hmm. between us, like uh, President Trump said we were going to do. Surprise, that's not going to happen. Now. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. But that's another one of the things that gets lost in this discussion. Hey, uh, Mexico, maybe make your country better. I don't know. <laughs> How about that? Pull back on the suck, Mexico. <laughs> yes. I, you know, and people get flack. We, you get flack for saying that. Why? Is it not clear that the that the situation in Mexico is such that Literally millions of people every year try to leave. If that was the situation here, wouldn't that be a problem for somebody? Would anybody say, wow, look how bad this country is. People are fleeing it by the millions and trying to sneak into Canada or Mexico. And, and that's the goal of, of Marxist in particular, is to not build up countries. So not not like bring Honduras up the way they're talking about. It's to tear down. But to bring everyone down. Yeah, you got to bring and, it down to that level. And, and if you want us all to be third world hellholes, the best way to do that is to not close your borders and just let anybody in here to influence your country in negative ways with the mm-hmm. drugs and the gangs and all that fun stuff that comes with it and the more people you have living off of welfare. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it's well underway. Uh, and... Um, yeah, yeah, you're looking for equality. Everybody's doing equally badly. Everybody's doing uh, uh, really badly in this country. Yeah, I think that was a Winston Churchill quote was, you know, um, socialism is, um, I guess, uh, distributing uh, misery equally. Something huh. along those lines. Yeah. Um, I, well so said. true. Yeah. So true. And you see it in action. I mean, when you've got, 
I, I, I think in Mexico right now, they're on pace for, I don't know, 30,000 murders or something this year. They're already up to 18,000. So, I mean, we're not, we're barely halfway through the year. Yeah. And I saw the number of uh, politicians um, running for office on various levels around the country of Mexico. That were killed? Yeah, 132. 132. Yes. 132 politicians plus mm-hmm. another 50 candidates. So between candidates and politicians, 182 of them were murdered during the campaign. If you ever need a clear example to share with your kids as to why we are better, point to stories like that. Yeah, there's one. I mean, look, we we changed the ideology in the Oval Office, you know, on massive swings. And for the most part, I guess you have to put that caveat in now, there's no bloodshed in the streets. There's no Mm -hmm. riots. There's no... Right. Be grateful and, you know, thank God for this country. Tomorrow's our birthday and, um, you know, all those that have secured these liberties. God bless you. Good time to think about it and and really count our blessings here. Uh, If you're interested in financial freedom, uh, this might be the most important message you'll ever hear. On Thursday, July 19th, Glenn Beck is hosting a free online investment training broadcast uh, that could be really valuable to you. It's on a new asset class that he personally has been investing his own money in, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Uh, Glenn and I strongly believe that cryptocurrencies could help you and millions of Americans restore your financial freedom. So if you'd like to learn more about this uh, and some free investment training, go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for this special event free right now. Uh, Glenn and his number one cryptocurrency expert, Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter, will walk you through the new case for Bitcoin. Tika will give you the names of three cryptocurrencies that he recommends that you should buy right now. Plus, you'll get exclusive free training on this new market where you could turn for a few hundred you could turn a few hundred bucks into a small fortune. You really could. This is the time to get into it. And stop waiting you'll have a chance to take part in palm beach letters exclusive two million dollar bitcoin giveaway too go to beckcryptoshow.com right now and register it is free but you got to register so you make sure you don't miss out on this it's beckcryptoshow.com you are listening to pat gray on the blaze radio network Unleashed. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Did you see the clip yesterday of, of uh, President Trump with the president of the Netherlands and the at the end of their little discussion? Get the dandruff off his shoulder? No. Oh, okay. This is a different thing. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> the press was peppering him with questions, yelling questions. It, the the it was time for the press conference to end and. Uh, Trump's staff starts yelling for the uh, for the press to leave, and they're all screaming uh, questions still, and it's going back and forth, and it's a lot of chaos. Huh. 
And uh, it's interesting because the president of the Netherlands leans over to Obama. I mean, to Uh-oh. Obama, to Trump <laughs> yeah. and says, wow, it, is it always like this? <laughs> wow. And I think Trump said to him, no, it's actually this is a pretty good day. It's actually worse. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting that wow. that uh, Netherlands, who, if I'm not mistaken, punch above their weight. Do they do right? that? I think they do. That I think, is really I think they punch ironic. above their weight. I'm not. That's fairly typical of uh, the way that uh, Danes have Danes uh, punched, punched above, above their, their weight. So that's uh, Denmark, right? They, okay, they punch above their weight. Uh, I've said this um, before, but I want to repeat. Norway <laughs> punches repeat? above its weight. Oh. Norway Boom, punches above. It. We have... We're, we're looking no for Netherlands. Oh, my bad. Than, uh, than right. Netherlands. Netherlands. They consistently punch above their weight. They do consistently so, yeah. punch above their weight. So if you had Netherlands, <laughs> you win. You win. Wow. You win the trifecta. So Danes, <laughs> mm-hmm. Norwegians, mm-hmm. Netherlanders. 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 Right. What, what all is that punch anyway? above their weight. And so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hold on. Now I got the Netherlands. The Netherlands is uh, formerly Holland. Oh yeah. So okay. Right. So they're aren't so they they're, the Dutch? <laughs> yes. Yes. You yeah, got it. They're Dutch. <laughs> they're not Netherlanders. They're Dutch. But I want to go with Netherlanders now on this show. I like Netherlanders. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cooler name than yeah, Dutch. It's Dutch. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but yeah, it, it, Stu tweeted out a, a photo about a week ago mm-hmm. of of a press conference uh, updating people uh, the press on the uh, war in Afghanistan. Yeah, and there's this huge room with empty chairs, four journalists in the entire world covering the war in Afghanistan. Still, oh my gosh! So, so that, really, I thought of that when you were talking about is it always like this? Yeah, I guess at the White House it is, but when it comes to matters of war in Afghanistan now, no one cares. And it's and probably the only place they even talk about it now is the State Department. That's where it was. That, that's where the press conference was. Yeah, and nobody. I mean. Who cares about the State Department press conferences? They don't care anymore. Yeah. They don't. Nobody is interested. There's still a war going on that we're involved in, and that's really sad. Something to think about this Independence Day. It is, yeah. Yeah, but they're all in there yelling and screaming questions at him about, you know, some other stupid thing, but not Afghanistan. It's, it's sad, really. But I am glad that the Netherlands punches above their weight. Well, yeah. Consistently. I mean, not just every once in a while. They they consistently punch above their weight. <laughs> so that's good news. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety CNN Money has an animated video out that talks about how a chicken tax that was implemented fifty years ago still affects the auto industry to this day. It, huh. Pretty amazing. So this is kind of what happens in a trade war, which. We're kind of involved in right now. Check this out. What happens in a trade war? Sometimes all it can take is one single tariff to start a trade war. When a government imposes a new tariff, other countries sometimes tend to raise their tariffs in retaliation. That can lead to further tariffs, which can lead to further tariffs, and, well, you get the idea. But let's just talk about one tariff. The chicken tariff. In the 1960s, the Europeans were being inundated with cheap American chickens. Demand for that cheaper chicken skyrocketed, and so Europe, in order to protect their chicken farms, placed a tariff on the American chickens. One thing is certain, though. Trade wars bring 
unintended consequences. So it all started with the Europeans' humble chicken tariff, but then the Americans responded with their tariffs on dexedrin, brandy, and some trucks and cargo vans. While the chicken tariff eventually went away, and so did the retaliatory brandy and dexedrin ones, the automobile ones stuck. They remain to this day, and they're credited with the rise of American car manufacturers' dominance of the truck industry. But some critics say that that tariff-supported dominance has sheltered and protected American companies who haven't been forced to innovate. So what started with chicken ends up inadvertently affecting automobile engineering five decades later. Another trade war reality? Loopholes. Companies and countries can creatively avoid some tariffs. This is the Ford Transit Connect. Now, Ford is an American company, but this van is made in Turkey, so it would be subject to the cargo van tariff. But, at least until a few years ago, Ford figured out that if they imported these vans with seats in the back, they could just call them passenger vans and pay a much smaller tariff. Once they made it stateside, they'd strip out the back seat, take out the window, and sell it as a cargo van, and pay no chicken tax. U.S. Customs has since cracked down on Ford's van shenanigans. But with every new tariff comes opportunities to get around them. So what happens in a trade war? Just give it like 50 years. It's amazing. Uh, that, that's a really good, uh, surprisingly good from CNN yeah. money. Um, and this is what's happening right now. This is what's going on with the United States and Canada and Mexico and Europe. And they're all pushing back. China uh, and the Canadian government confirmed on uh, Sunday that they've imposed tariffs on U.S. exports worth 16.6 billion Canadian dollars, which is a dollar 85 American. Um, <laughs> so it's not that big. Ru- a deal. I mean, you're talking rough. It's a dollar 80. I'm roughly. It's a roughly. I mean, we don't want to. <laughs> it's actually 12 and a half billion. Wow. But more than 40 U.S. steel products attract tariffs of 25 percent. Tax of 10% has been levied on uh, over 80 other American items, including toffee, maple syrup, coffee beans, and strawberry jam. Now, we talked about the uh, OPEC of the maple industry, which is Canada. They control the darn maple syrup industry. Cartel is what they are. Bastard. They are. They're they're the maple syrup cartel of the world. Mm -hmm. And so they don't want any American maple syrup coming into 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 their country. Uh, in fact, it's interesting because I think I mentioned this. They have a maple syrup reserve, just like we have an oil reserve. I mean, they actually have in yeah. Canada a maple syrup reserve. Yeah. So if you know we start to tariff war, priorities, things start to get pricey, uh-huh. and the demand goes up or down, they can control the supply with their maple syrup reserve. I mean, they take it seriously up there. I mean, they do. Their national flag is a maple leaf. So, right. So that, that should be a clue. Yeah. That should be a clue. Hey, I got a plan. Pat, I don't know. This is a little complicated. Let's see if you, I want to see if you're on board. This will test the water. This little, mm-hmm. you know, test balloon here. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about, let's say, no tariffs whatsoever? Yes. You, oh, is that good? Yes. Is it not, is it too complicated? No. So it's not like. <clears throat> That's not complex at all. Okay. How about if everybody removes every tariff? Well, then you've got free trade and America wins. That's why that will it will never happen. It's so frustrating when the answers are so obvious to us. They are, and and, and actually, it's not even considered. He should have pushed this a little bit harder, I mm-hmm. think. But yep. at the G eight meeting in in Canada, well, it's a G seven now because we kicked Russia out. At the G seven meeting in Canada, yep. Trump said, "Hey, how about this? How about we try no tariffs on anything?" Mm-hmm. 
And of course, that's the last thing in the world any of those Europeans want, or Canada, or Mexico. None of them want that. Why? Because we would win. (laughs) I mean, our products would dominate the planet, and they know it. Well, I mean, it's no Turkish van. (laughs) True. That was shocking. I I had no idea we assembled anything in Turkey. Did you? I I didn't know that at all. I'm. Note to self. Why no. would you ever even think of that? <laughs> hey, you know where we should build a plant? What about uh, uh, Istanbul, Turkey? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good, right? The country named after Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. <sighs> good idea. Oh, boy. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. It's a real thing that President Trump could push. Hey, I am, you know what I want to do? I want to do free trade for all. Everybody free trade. So we all drop tariffs on everything. He wins that. He wins that discussion. And he becomes a hero. Yeah, he does. Especially to the right. Now, the left, I don't, I don't know. What are you going to say? No, wait. We want tariffs on American products in Europe. Is that what you're going to say? I don't think so. Does anybody want to be seen as a not free trade person? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't know why that's not a winning strategy. Even if you can't actually do it, you should say it all the time. Look, my preference here is for free trade. Period. I, right now, if these other countries, if Europe will agree to this, the EU agrees, China agrees, Canada, Mexico, then we have free trade. Period. Wow. I mean, that's a winning position. But I don't know why he's not pushing it. I don't know. So instead, we've got this trade war. Uh, You know, when we charge the tariffs on steel, the Canada imports to us the most. And then we get uh, imported steel second most from South Korea, then Mexico, Brazil, and China. And so when when we tax their steel, they tax our products. For instance, last week, the European Union imposed additional tariffs on 25% of U.S. products coming into the continent. Motorcycles, orange juice, bourbon, peanut butter, cigarettes, and denim. Mexico has imposed new tariffs on the U.S. as well. Uh, You know, I'll never forget a few years ago, and I thought it was hysterical when George W. Bush uh, came out with the, uh, we have a new agreement with Mexico on corns and beans. (laughs) What? Well, okay, because we've been screaming for that, right? The corn and bean agreement. <laughs> that was uh, that was a long time in the making. Right? Oh, <laughs> boy. So, wait a minute. We hey. just reached a new deal huh? uh, with Mexico okay. on corn and beans. Woo! <laughs> but it was actually probably a good thing. Oh. You know, when you think about was it. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, so was the ending the uh, fish-human war that he was instrumental <laughs> yes. in stopping. 
Well, he was trying. I don't. I don't know that he ever succeeded. He believed it's tough that human beings and fish could coexist peacefully. <laughs> but I think uh, I think history shows us that's not the case. Well, it, well, you know, it was a different era. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bush um, was trying to tackle the human fish war, right? And uh, you know, Trump's got uh, North Korea, South Korea. I mean, it's like you know, tit for tat. It's the same thing. That's right. But I mean, you know, we can all aspire to this. I know the human being. And fish can coexist peacefully. <laughs> it's really hard to believe you said that. And yet there's the proof. You know, you know, <laughs> you, you say it all the time. You miss him like a father. And yeah. compared to Obama, I mean, it was a yes. dream. And mm-hmm. then last week I was listening and you mentioned and I had forgotten. And this this erases all the good he did is how he treated Ramos and Campion. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that when, was the clincher for me. Yeah. When that when that comes to mind, I just. I, I just think I, bad things. Yeah, because I was... It was horrible. I was really pissed at him. I mean, Me I too. disliked him Me at too. that particular time. Yeah. Probably as much as I disliked Obama. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were essentially political prisoners. He was pissed that he didn't get his way on, on comprehensive immigration reform. Yep. Even though he said when he was in Europe, <clears throat> I'm going to come back and we're going to pass comprehensive immigration reform. <laughs> no, you're not. And uh, and he couldn't. So I think he was upset. And then he had the chance to punish some people that were trying to enforce our border. Shot a uh, terrible person, mm-hmm. a drug dealer in the buttocks. And they paid for it dearly. Dearly. In fact, they thought their lives were in peril. They, the guy was turning around. Uh, what was his name? Davila, I think. Davila. Jerk face. And he turned around. And I mean, this this guy was a... Uh, Not a good guy. Multiple time. Yes. Border jumper, drug dealer, uh, many, many laws uh, did he break other than the immigration law. The president of the United States should have been putting medals around those men's necks. Exactly. Uh, Instead, put him in prison. He had had the attorney general out here prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. They went to federal prison. They were in there for a couple of years. And and only on the very last day in office did he grant them clemency. Didn't even pardon them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He just yeah. commuted their sentence. Commuted the sentence. Oh, Unbelievable. So you're making me mad again, Pat. Yeah, I Why know. Are you doing me that? too. Uh, by the way, before, before we get too far away from this, can we work on getting a hashtag no tariffs uh, trending on Twitter? Sure. So, uh... I know you're going to be tweeting this out. Uh, so oh, I'm sorry to steal your thunder. That's all right. But if you go to at Pat Unleashed uh, mm-hmm. on the Twitters, you can see that and you can uh, mm-hmm. retweet that. That's, that'd be something George Bush would say, too. On the on the Twitters, the internets. Internets. You got the Twitters the on the internets. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of Canada... Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is having to explain some allegations of sexual harassment Uh-oh. from 18 years ago that have uh, resurfaced. Trudeau is being accused of groping a female reporter when he was a 28-year-old teacher at a music festival. He's denying the allegations. And here's what he had to say about it. You know, I remember that day in Creston Well. I had a good day that day. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that doesn't mean you didn't do it. <laughs> You might have thought groping this reporter was just part of your good day. Uh huh. He said, I don't remember any negative interactions that day at all. Well, again, he's probably drinking. He enjoyed the interaction (laughs) because he was groping this woman and uh, he got away with it. 
The allegations were made anonymously in an editorial published in the Creston Valley Advance a few days after the alleged altercation. He was accused of groping the woman and inappropriately handling her. The editorial claimed the woman felt blatantly disrespected by the interaction and Trudeau apologized at the time. Wait, what? So he knew so he did wrong. He doesn't remember, remember any negative interactions, but here's what he they quoted him as saying. I, I'm sorry. If I had known you were reporting for a national paper, I never would have been so forward. Whoa. Whoa, that sounds bad. The editor of the paper at the time said he fully backed the allegations of the reporter. I certainly believe that it happened, he said. This reporter was of a high character, in my opinion, and was professional in the way she conducted herself. And there's no question in my mind that what was alluded to, written about in that editorial, did happen. So this is coming back to haunt Trudeau Mm -hmm. again 18 years later. Hmm. Somebody spiked his maple syrup. Apparently. Yeah, right? Had a good day there. At but he had a good he? day. He doesn't remember any negative interaction. <laughs> Gosh. I had a good time. I don't know if she did, but uh, it was positive for me. <laughs> Pass the maple syrup. <laughs> He's married now, right? Yeah. He's, yeah, he married his uh, his teacher, right? Oh, that was France. I'm sorry, no, that's yeah, France. He's thinking of Macron. Whatever. Yeah. Trudeau, France. Same, same thing. thing now. <laughs> same thing. I yeah. mean, you even have part of the country that speaks French. So, yeah, exact same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, 888-900-3393. And, of course, uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, I love this story, too. Spain's Angela Ponce will grace the stage this year at the Miss Universe pageant. She is the first trans- transgender woman to ever compete for the crown. And who does she have to thank for that? Hmm. Yeah, that's right, Donald Trump. I'm sorry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, the guy who hates everyone and everything and... Uh, and especially yeah. anybody transgendered yeah. or gay or bi... That's what I've heard. ...hates those people. Is that not is that not accurate? N- well, uh, no. Not oh. if, if you look at the facts. Okay. But who wants to look at facts? I don't. The facts are always so boring. Yeah. It's just so much easier just to hate him out of hand mm-hmm. and to start protesting him as an enemy the second he takes office. That's true. It is easier. Yeah. <laughs> Even though... The second he took office, he took office as the most gay-friendly president to ever be elected. Wait, are we still talking about the current? Current, yes. You might be mixing up. No, I'm not. No. Um, Ponce's participation comes six years after the Miss Universe organization lifted its ban on transgender contestants. Back in 2012, uh, Donald Trump, who owned the Miss America pageant back then, sided with GLAAD when transgender contestant Jenna uh, Talakova sued in order to participate. And apparently, even before she sued, he was in favor of changing this to allow transgender. GLAD spokesperson Herndon Gradick said at the time the Miss Universe organization and Mr. Trump made it clear to GLAD that they were open to making a policy change to include women who are transgender. We appreciate that he and his team responded swiftly and appropriately. The Miss Universe organization today follows institutions that have taken a stand against discrimination of transgender women, including the Olympics, NCAA, Girl Scouts of America, and the CW's America's Next Top Model. So I guess they've broken that ground too? Wow. Did they have a transgender in the Next Top Model? 
Oh, I boy, I'm so behind on. I uh, am too, and I meant to catch up on that series. I'm gonna have to do it now. Yep, yeah, we're gonna have a watch party. uh, America's Top Model uh, after the show today. Uh, Yes, unless you you know. Wait, something unusual comes up. Like, um, yeah, I've got no intention of doing that. Other than that, I'm there. You know what I mean? Is it? Should I take it personally, or no? If you want to. Um, Over the weekend. This is amazing. Ponce won Spain's qualifying contest. So <laughs> she became Miss Spain, okay. beating out 22 other contestants. Uh-huh. Uh, the beauty queen wrote on Instagram, bringing the name and colors of Spain before the universe is my great dream. My goal is to be a spokesperson for a message of inclusion, respect, and diversity. Blah. Not only for the LGBTQ a plus community, but also for the entire world. That's great. So, 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 <laughs> all right. Good a stuff. transgendered person Good did, in stuff. fact, win Miss Spain. Isn't that, that's interesting. Wow. So somebody born a man, but is now a woman. And I guess she's had the surgery, right? Is there, I don't even know if. Fully transitioned or not. It doesn't matter anymore. And they don't even really talk about that. Because it used to be. Okay, if you had the surgery, if you actually had your parts changed, okay, then we're going to go with it. Now you're a woman. But until that time, technically, you're not. Mm -hmm. At least it used to be that way. And it's not verified anymore. It's not (laughs) anymore. It's not like they've gone into. Right. I mean, it's just so. But, you know, this is the. this is the Spain, right? That just elected a um, like a socialist uh, uh, prime minister or something. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me see here. Hang They're on. also having real problems with like um, potential civil war there, right? Because oh, Catalonia or whatever. Yeah, it was. you yeah. got the Barcelona section of Spain that wants to become their own country, and they're not being allowed to. So. Things are a little bit, but here's the good thing. Now they've got a transgender to represent them in the Miss Universe pageant, so you know everything's going to be fine now. But now they can all come together. Yeah, and and and, and just uh, Spanish Socialist Workers Party. That's their new prime minister. So that's oh good. Oh my gosh, they got lots going for them over that's there. That's great. Spain. Oh, congratulations, Spain. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. This is something that took me a long time to try because I'm not a vegetable fan, and so it took a while. Uh, but as soon as I did, uh, I it, it just made a big difference, and I love it. It's really the only way I get vegetables. Honestly, it is. <laughs> um, my wife just takes a scoop of this and puts it into a smoothie, and I drink that every day, and so I get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic, boost your immune system, antioxidant power, all that great stuff. So the way President Bush... And made it so that human and fish could coexist together. Brickhouse mm-hmm. Nutrition made it so that Pat Gray and vegetables. And, and vegetables could coexist. <laughs> it's right. It's a good way to put it. Uh, so you just put one, one scoop into eight ounces of water or your favorite drink of any kind. It's that easy, and it tastes great. Go to BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a month supply with the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed The Blaze Radio Network
888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Struggling Lumby tweets. Uh, but Pat, doesn't doesn't being poor make you want to kill people? And then we were just talking about George W. Bush and, uh, you know, the corn and beans agreement they reached. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a time when President Bush uh, talked about poor people and how, I mean, in his opinion, uh, no. Just let me make it very clear. Poor people aren't necessarily killers. Not necessarily killers. Just because you happen to be not, not rich, rich doesn't mean you're willing to kill. <laughs> okay, just because you happen to be not rich uh-huh. doesn't mean you're going to kill. You know, not well, necessarily. Yeah. But you might. But it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a killer. Not necessarily. I mean, you probably will. Right. You'll probably still kill if you're poor. I but mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to. There's no law that compels you to kill yeah. if you're poor. Not necessarily. But the trajectory of a poor person's means life you're probably good to kill typically ends up with a Most gun Most poor people do kill. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily have to. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I love this one, too, even though I don't know what it means. You can't take the high horse and then claim the low road. You can't take the high horse and then claim the low road. But you could. Could you? Yeah, because think about how it. High, how high a horse can you take and still claim the low road? Okay, because look, <laughs> you, you're on a horse and it's high, right? <clears throat> yeah. And then the mm-hmm. low, the road is low uh-huh. and it just evens out. Is there an overpass that also hangs kind of low? Because if you're, you're on a high being, horse, you'd be knocked off. Now if you're you go. being so, you're being argumentative. Well, yeah, I am. That's true. Don't. Uh, but just fool me once. Shame on. Shame, shame on. on. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> fool me, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> you can fool me, but you can't get fooled again. Well, get fooled again. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember the who uh, or the what or the where? What were they? The why? Whatever. <laughs> I could see him doing that, actually. I could, too. Is it the, is it the what? <laughs> uh, Lori oh. D's mojo needs a spoon tweets. Well, we have all the bacon and eggs and toast. So there. Oh, because of the maple syrup mm-hmm. uh, dominance that Canada enjoys. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Martian flatulence. <laughs> so obviously the New Mexican president will have no problem with immigrants from Guatemala and Honduras exercising their human right if they choose to relocate to Mexico, right? <laughs> uh, no, not right. And we all know that. We send back them. Yep. That's how Mexico treats it. But when we do that, oh my gosh. Mm. So hateful. Yeah. So ugly. So nasty. Yeah. You can't take the high horse. And then claim the low road. <laughs> I don't even know what he's trying to. What is he trying to say? You Hold can't on. claim. You can't take the low road and then claim. Hey, I don't know. You can't take the high road and then. I, I, I don't even. I can't even. I'm looking for the context right now. Hold on. Let's see. I, I'm not sure I can even noodle that one. Ah. Uh. I don't know. I look, I don't know. I'm going to get. We'll oh, keep... he said this of McCain back during the 2000 election. You can't take the high horse. You can't take the high horse and then, and then claim, claim the, the low, low road. road. Um, <laughs> what I, I, did he oh, mean by oh, it? Oh, it was the ads that McCain was running uh-huh. about Bush. Okay. I remember something. I remember there's some Confederate so flag type. He got on his high there. horse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then he took the low road by bashing him? Uh, 
So he was, he was, I don't know. It's hard to make sense out of George W. Bush, frankly. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> and it was even harder to make any sense. Well, you couldn't make any sense out of Barack Obama. So we haven't had a president that made any sense in a while. Um, you've got this story about Obama and the administration that just uh, broke. He granted citizenship to 2,500 Iranians, including family members of government officials, while negotiating the Iran nuclear deal, according to a senior cleric and member of the parliament in Iran. He claimed it was done to, as a favor to senior Iranian officials linked to President Hassan Rouhani, and he alleged the move sparked a competition among Iranian officials over whose children would benefit from the scheme. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's the gift that keeps on getting, giving the uh, Iranian sure is. nuclear deal. But there wasn't a single scandal during his entire administration. Yeah, that's separate. Know. This is, no, yes, just totally different. He estimated that between 30 and 60 were studying in the U.S. while the rest of them were working in the country against our national interests. Oh, good. Good. So 60 out of 2,500 were okay, yeah. and the rest were working against us? Oh, all right. Asked about the cleric's claim, a State Department spokesman said, we're not going to comment on every statement by an Iranian official. Which means we believe it. Jeez. That's bad news. Uh, good golly. <laughs> Heaven help us. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, as we're trying to commit national suicide, it's, it's hard to keep it from happening. When you're trying to. That's amazing. Uh, also... There may be a second round of talks with Kim Jong-un in New York City, apparently. Some administration officials are so optimistic about the progress they're making with North Korea and Kim Jong-un that they hope a second round with President Trump can be held in New York in September when world leaders pour into Trump's hometown for the U.N. General Assembly. Officials say that Kim would have to show progress for the meeting to occur, one possibility would be for Trump to hold out a second round meeting as a carrot to encourage real movement by the North Koreans over the summer, which is interesting because it seems to be going the other way. Everybody's saying that there's a lot of evidence now that they're they've sped up their nuclear program. So uh, if you reward them for that, uh, that would be a bad sign. But who knows? I mean, I, who knows what the truth is? Are they speeding up? Are they slowing down? Is it about the same? I don't know. And do you punish them by not talking to them? Because I thought that was, you know, it was such a great thing when Barack Obama decided he was going to talk to anybody who would talk to him. Why not? Of course we'll talk. We'll talk to anybody about anything, anywhere, anytime. And the left loved that. They loved that. And now all of a sudden, talking to this brutal dictator, <laughs> this madman from North Korea who kills people, murders them in their sleep, feeds them to dogs, kills his own family. How do you talk to that man? Oh, and they were all for it when Obama couldn't pull it off. Yeah, we're going to need to find Kim Jong-un's weakness, I think. Like, what is it that he really enjoys the most? Like, if it was his dad, remember he used to clap like Patty Cake Man or something? He'd do this little number whenever he'd clap. Uh-huh. And he always wore members-only jackets. Right. So if, if we right. could find the weakness of Kim Jong-un, we mm. might have an in there. Just saying. It's possible. <laughs> Apparently he's a big basketball fan. I think Dennis Rodman's the in. You got it. He loves that guy. Yeah. And Rodman apparently loves him. 
So, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we'll get back into um, some of the possibilities for the U.S. Supreme Court. There's some pretty good alternatives, and there's uh, some that maybe are not quite as desirable. Have you gotten the call yet? Not quite yet. What? No, I'm. I'm looking for. Well, I haven't checked my messages, so yeah. maybe it came in this morning. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take a look. You have a trip to DC planned yeah. here next week. <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Pat Gray, and if you like what you hear on this program, you should check out the Glenn Beck Program. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And I'd proudly stand up. Next to you, Fender still today. Uh, tomorrow's 4th of July. You'll be hearing that song. Is there any doubt? There's no doubt. I love this land. God bless the USA. Lee Greenwood. Uh, we, did, we did a show with him. Well, it wasn't even, I wasn't even part of we at that time. I, I worked, I did the morning show in Houston at the time when Glenn... Was did the first his first national rally for America yeah. in West Virginia, mm-hmm. Huntington, West Virginia, was it? Yeah, I think so. Right, and yes. and uh, there was I don't know thirty or forty thousand people there, and it was early on, uh, two thousand two maybe. Had Lee Greenwood come, and he sang that song, okay. and about eighty six others, and it was the end of a long rally. I mean, it was a long day. It was hot too, wasn't it? And it was hot. Yeah, and. We all just wanted to go home. <laughs> and Lee Greenwood yeah. just kept playing and playing and play. In fact, he still hasn't wrapped up his set. That was 16 years ago. He's been wow. playing cons- nonstop in Huntington, West Virginia for 16 years. I thought You would think we would have heard about that, though. I, I think they're covering it up. I think the media yeah. covers it up. Yeah, huh. they don't want people to know. Yeah, that should be on the news. Yeah, something. it should, because that's got to be some kind of record. The guy would not stop. Wow. <laughs> uh, and it's usually the opposite, right? You Usually you get a famous artist and they play one song and they're off. Yeah. Uh, he just wouldn't stop. He just kept going. He was enjoying himself. <laughs> uh, I will never forget how long that concert was. Anyway, that's an actual patriotic song. Now, tomorrow when you're, or maybe even tonight in some some areas, in fact, one of the, several probably of the, you know, suburban fireworks displays are tonight here in Texas. It's probably the case all over the place. But then, of course, tomorrow will be main ones in, uh, I think Dallas is, is tomorrow. Hmm. My, um, my town was Friday night. Last really? Friday night. <laughs> that's way too early. That's It was June. They would like to be first. Wow. Okay. Was it good? Oh, yeah. It's always good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, I live in New Mexico, so it's not that commute. <laughs> it's about that far, yeah. Way out. I know. So there's not much else going on out there. Now, tomorrow, what's going to piss me off is that, as always, when, it, when it's fireworks set to music, <laughs> join us I for 
for a synchronized fireworks display <laughs> set to music. And it has nothing to do with the music. It just, it's, and it's always Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA, Ugh. and one of the, one of the songs. Nobody ever pays attention to the lyrics of that song, which are not, not proud American lyrics. They're nope. anti-American lyrics. Born down in a dead man's town. The first kick I took was when I hit the ground. So he started getting kicked in this country as soon as he was born. You end up like a dog that's been beat too much till you spend half your life just covering up. Born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Got in a little hometown jam. So they put a rifle in my hand. Sent me off to a foreign land. To go and kill the yellow man. Right. That's what it was about. Thank you very much, Bruce. It was about going to a foreign land to kill the yellow man. Then the chorus, born in the USA. Come back home to the refinery. Hiring man says, son, if it was up to me, you know, he'd get hired, but it wasn't up to him, obviously. Went down to see my VA man. He said, son, don't you understand? Didn't hire him. Mm -hmm. I had a brother at at Quezon fighting off the Viet Cong. They're still there. He's all gone. He had a woman he loved in Saigon. I got a picture of him in her arms now. Down in the shadow of the penitentiary, out by the gas fires of the refinery, I'm 10 years burning down the road, nowhere to run, ain't got nowhere to go, born in the USA. Why is that played all the time on the 4th of July? It's despicable that somebody doesn't say, hey, you know what? That's a really anti-American song. It's ugly. Let's not play it just because it says USA in it. We just, we, I, I love music and I pay attention to lyrics. Me too. And apparently <clears throat> this song has escaped everybody's radar. I, I guess so. I mean, and it's not like it's, you know, obscured it's by not like, music, no. you know. It's not hidden. Know. In fact, Springsteen talks about it. It's like, I don't know why that's played. It displays all the time. <laughs> but thank you. That's not a pro-American song. Check still cash. Yep. Uh, yeah, the, the weird thing about Fourth of July this year is that it falls on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, what is the weekend that we're supposed to be celebrating? Is it the weekend before or the weekend after? Well, I know for a fact, since my, my neighborhood was so loud Saturday night, mm-hmm. I guess it was the last weekend. The weekend before. Supposed, but you know what? I guarantee you it's going to be loud this weekend as well. This is like the two for a year for yeah. celebrating the fourth. And do you, do you hear the fireworks going off uh, in the middle of the night uh, in your neighborhood um, well, yeah, on but, the fourth? But, but see, the thing is... When it's illegal. Yeah, fireworks are illegal. That was my mm-hmm. point. They're illegal in my town. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like guns are illegal in a, a gun-free zone. Yeah, and so you people never still have. use them there. You never mm-hmm. have that kind of problem because no. they're illegal. <laughs> right. No, hey, didn't you read the sign? This is a gun-free zone. What are you doing shooting a gun off here? Wow, that is rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing people are willing to kill, are often willing to break gun laws and regulations. And you Strange. never would have thought that. No, you, you wouldn't just have guessed. wouldn't have thought that. That took us by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a proud American... Uh, just tell somebody, hey, can we eliminate the Springsteen at this mm-hmm. synchronized-to-music fireworks display? Please. Be nice. Just did a, a study of proud Americans, too. And less than half of all U.S. adults are extremely proud to be American. And I'm proud to be an American! Where at least? I'm... No. They're not even that I'm, proud anymore. Yeah. 
when confined to just Democrats, that number is less than one third of all Americans. <sighs> According to a new Gallup poll, uh, the number of Americans who are extremely proud is at a record low since they began this question in 2003. Overall, 47% of U.S. adults are extremely proud. But here's the thing. It's 32% of Democrats. 32%. This is what we say about Democrats all the time. And now all of a sudden, whenever it suits them, they're super proud Americans. They're all about the Constitution. When it doesn't suit them, they don't even bring up the Constitution. They don't want to hear anything about it. They don't know anything about it. But when it comes to a Supreme Court nominee, now all of a sudden they're experts and citing the Constitution all the time. So Republicans, extremely proud to be Americans, 74%. Still too low. But, you know, it's it's 52 points higher than Democrats. Now you might say, well, that's because that's because of Trump. Everybody's mad at Trump. Well, in 2016, they were only 46% extremely proud. 46%. Democrats just don't love this country like Republicans do. And it's proven it time after time after time. I mean, they were the way was led by their leader for eight years when he said I this. I believe in American exceptionalism, mm-hmm. just as I suspect that the Brits believe in British exceptionalism and mm-hmm. the Greeks believe in Greek exceptionalism. Sure, sure. I mean, it's all the same, right? Everybody thinks their country's okay, and I believe it just like Icelanders believe Iceland is exceptional. <laughs> you ever seen Iceland? It's it's beautiful this time of year. Uh, just like Rwandans believe Rwanda is exceptional. I mean, it, it's I mean we're damn near interchangeable with Rwanda. Oh, it's not? so close. Okay. I mean, it's not even worth mentioning the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's sad when you see the divide in this country and, and when you see what we talk about all the time. The Democrats just don't have the same feelings about this country as, as Republicans. And it's proven every, some of them do, obviously. Some do. But the majority just don't. And if you don't believe me, ask Gallup. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, uh, Alexandria uh, Cortez still having some problem with her actual upbringing. You know, she was just Jenny from the block. She was a girl from the Bronx. She was she was the one who said, <laughs> "You know what? I one thing I know about this country is your zip code generally dictates how you're going to do in this life." Huh. Does it, Pumpkin? I want to change yours. Oh, she did. Really, Puddin? Yeah, when she was five. Mm-hmm. She changed her zip code, and they bought it. Her and her dad. I mean, it's not a palace, but they went from the Bronx to a single story with a finished basement uh, that recently sold for three hundred fifty-five thousand dollars in twenty sixteen. The median annual income in the area they moved to was one hundred sixteen thousand seven hundred forty-one dollars compared to the median annual income of $48,315 in her other zip code. But she was destined, it's clear to me, that the zip code a child is born in determined much of their destiny. Wow, is that a bleak assessment of the United States of America? 
Is that the antithesis of everything at least Republicans believe yeah. about the country? Well, we see what her base thinks about America, so it it right. She's singing their tune. Yep, and and that just drives me out of my mind. She is babbling that nonsense. Obama did the same thing. Obama, who by the way became president of the United States, the man who sold hundreds of thousands of copies of his books made five million a year several years in a row after his upbringing and he used to talk about how you know in this country we all need a fair shake and we don't have that and you can't get it and wait a minute wait how did you do it then how did you do it a guy whose name is barack obama just a couple letters from the most dastardly villain in the history of this country osama bin laden Plus your middle name, Hussein, was the same exact name as the dictator we were trying to unseat. <laughs> you became president of the United States and a millionaire. So why why could you do it and other other people of your same race or any other race can't do it? What are you talking about? Such is the theory in the Democrat Party, though. And you see that, and that's why 32% of them are extremely proud to be Americans. Just amazing. 888 900 with your thoughts. Uh, there's never been a better time for you to achieve financial freedom through Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. If you'd like to know how to do this, how to potentially make your fortune with cryptos, we've got a free investment training coming online. A free online investment training broadcast event. July 19th. It's BeckCryptoShow.com. Go there and register. So while it is free, you still have to register. And during the event, Glenn will interview former hedge fund manager and number one cryptocurrency trading expert, Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter. For the first time, he's going to share new facts about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies that you'll never hear in the media. He'll also reveal the big event unfolding behind the scenes that could push cryptos to a new high. I mean, Bitcoin has been up to, what, 19000 per coin? It's been up there. That's amazing if it goes to a new high. So he'll share the names of three cryptocurrencies he recommends you should buy right now. And you'll have a chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. So to make sure you don't miss this opportunity, go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register now for this exclusive broadcast event. Register free at BeckCryptoShow.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. So who's going to be our next Supreme Court justice? Uh, It looks pretty good for a couple candidates. One is uh, Justice uh, Judge Kavanaugh, and the other is um, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And she looks like the better of the two. Now, these are the two that everybody's talking about as the most likely nominees and so I'm kind of hoping it goes to Amy Coney Barrett. She seems to be more solidly conservative, more constitutional. And you have a woman who's going to be tougher for Susan Collins 
to uh, reject. Yeah. What do you hate women? Is that why you don't want another woman on the court? Mm, I mean, in this Me Too climate, I hate to admit it, but it might play a factor in, in the way some people vote, especially with November coming up. For and some if they start folks. bashing her, mm-hmm. we start doing the Me Too thing. Yeah. Hey, what? Do you, what? Uh, why are you abusing this woman? Oh, wait a second. Wow, what a hater! What women you are. She doesn't qualify because she's on record as saying that life begins at conception. Oh my so gosh! She, Did she say that? Yeah. So that's not. She's not gonna. Seriously, that will hurt her badly. I mean, it shouldn't. Yeah. But it obviously will. Dang! Oh, they're gonna hammer her for that. <laughs> I. I mean, this world. They're sucks. also pissed off that she's a uh, serious Catholic. Uh, yeah, and she does believe that life begins at conception. And she signed a letter. From Beckett Fund criticizing Obamacare's requirement that employers provide contraceptive coverage, calling it a grave violation of religious freedom, which it is. That should not go against her. That should not go against her. She's written in great depth on Justice Scalia's originalism. She's evidenced support for textualism as well. She clerked for Scalia. Um... I know I should be an expert on textualism, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not. Is uh, She's, what, interested in the text of the Constitution? <laughs> is that what that means? Well, let me put it this way, and this is just mm-hmm. me spitballing ideas out here, what I think it could mean. Mm-hmm. Just a rough sketch of textualism. I mean, I think it's something along the lines of a formalist theory in which the interpretation of the law is primarily based on the ordinary meaning of the legal text where no consideration is given to non-textual sources. Well, we learned so much from <laughs> Justice Ginberg. Yes, that's who came to mind. The exact opposite of We this. learned so much. <laughs> you don't want to look at the U.S. Constitution. Right. You don't. It's old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so are you, Justice Ginsburg. <laughs> Just saying. It's even older than she is, which tells you how old it is. We had to look this up to confirm it, but just slightly. Just slightly. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so we need to look more toward, you know, South Africa, for instance. What a great document that is. Canada was written. They wrote theirs in 1982. It's so much newer, shinier, Mm. cleaner. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I mean, it's a tough fight because you've got so many people who don't give a rat's anus about the U.S. Constitution, including Justice Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Uh, let's go to Evan in Ohio. Evan, you're on the blaze. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, uh, I think she's going to be treated like uh, JFK was, where supposedly she's going to be led around like by the Pope because he, he was a Catholic. But uh, my, my point is, I, I think the most important characteristic for a justice is judicial humility meaning there's an understanding that the the court is the third uh, le- uh, most powerful of, of all the other branches and that the court should give deference to the other two branches. And whether we like it or not, when you look at the Affordable Health Care Act, Justice Roberts, in his opinion, gave deference to the legislative branch and the executive who signed the, the, uh, the thing into law. And uh, finally... If you look at Trump's travel ban, he hasn't been given deference on that. It's constitutional. He should be able to do it. 
And I, I think that's the most important quality we need in a justice. Yeah, except Roberts went further than deference. R- Roberts almost rewrote the law in his own mind to what he thought it should be, which was unconscionable. I mean, that didn't even make sense what he did. Didn't even make sense. Yeah, but he 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 put forth the argument that the legislature has the unlimited power to tax. I don't agree with it, but he 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 gave deference to a legislature who made the law and an executive who signed it. Yeah, well, appreciate the call. Thanks, Evan. Um, but but again, he rewrote what they said. He actually he actually said something that wasn't even in their writing about it, and that you can't rewrite the law as a Supreme Court justice. That's not giving deference to it. That's changing what they wrote and and the meaning of the. I mean, he didn't even pay attention to the constitutionality of it. It's clearly unconstitutional to mandate that to be a citizen in good standing you must buy a product you can't do that you can't do that uh it, it, that was absurd what john roberts did yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of thought that he changed his ruling um that he at the very last minute yeah and fact, rewrote it yeah like there's probably eraser marks you know <laughs> probably in the ruling itself the pdf you could probably see him in there but um I mean, oof, that's yeah. That 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 was a backbreaker right there. And it really was. And 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 Stu has said this, made this point on Glenn's show before. And absolutely, if he was compromised, he needs to be out. He needs to be impeached. Definitely. I don't know that there is a movement mm-hmm. or a, or an investigation that anyone has ever you know gone through to try to figure out if he was. Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think anybody's paid any attention to that. Plus, you had you had the Obama administration right arguing that it it wasn't a tax, it was a fee, or it wasn't a fee, it was a tax. And then they're flipping it. And then they flipped it. Mm-hmm. So the exact so opposite. To get it passed, they they argued it one way. <laughs> to defend it, they got it. But but they had it, but they wound up having it both ways. Yes. Which you can't do. And, and we, Robert still said yes to it. How is that? How is that even possible? We ended up taking it both ways. But here's the thing: yep. maybe there was no investigation because conservatives were like, "Okay, we're good enough with the Robert seat being in with him, because we don't mm-hmm. want Obama to to be able to replace this." You know? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's not the case anymore. But it's not and now. And if yeah. there's ever an opportunity to really look into this, it would be now because Trump is showing a propensity for nothing else of giving us conservative judges. So mm-hmm. I don't know because I think there's something there. But that's just me. Yeah, that, well, I mean, there's something wrong there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter uh, from conservative in Connecticut. It has to tick feminists off that men are win- winning women of the <laughs> woman of the year, and now have Miss Spain and could win Miss Universe. Are they saying men make better women? <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Hashtag Me Too. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Is this when? Where's the phone number, Ivan? Do we have a phone number? Is there a number they can call? That's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, there are so many triggers that you hear in your head. No, every basis. time that's what goes through my head. Like I forgot somebody on Twitter over the weekend was saying that uh, her little girl, you know, said, uh, "What's that?" Who pays your salary? <laughs> that's what the mom said. <laughs> I do that all the time. Uh, from right wing ninja one 
Spain's most attractive woman is a man? <laughs> should I should I move there with people who might find me attractive? Aha! Yeah, you're on to something. <laughs> uh, from Sabes84. Not Miss Spain. Mr. Spain. <laughs> there oh, you that's go. just hateful. Yeah. Uh, Toby McAvoy says, uh, how about this? As a new LGBTQ... I'd like to buy a vowel, please. A new moniker, <laughs> new yeah. New moniker for because, LGBTQ. Yeah. There's too many letters at some point. It's and just they like... did buy a vowel. It's A. Oh. And I. And so the, LGBTQIA, they did buy two vowels recently. Oh, they bought an extra I, too. A- LGBTQIA. Maybe it's two A's. I don't know. I give up. Yeah, it's... <laughs> There's a plus sign and anymore. infinity signs in there somewhere. From Larky Farkin. Um... What if we celebrate Independence Day by taking a knee for Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> I do like that. The good one. I like that. Uh, and the Springsteen again. There's no excuse for that to ever be played at a fireworks celebration. Unless, you know, you're celebrating Vietnam. He seems to love that. You know, maybe, maybe if you're selling, celebrating Independence Day in Vietnam where they unified the country again after we left. Yay! <laughs> That's where you play Born in the USA. Yes. All right. We've got uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. We're just, uh, we're just plotting straight. Uh, time for some other minutes. Uh, Chew of the fat with Jeffy. You know, in honor of uh, President Bush's 2007 uh, work uh, on uh, full trade and fair trade with Mexico on sensitive issues such as uh, corn, corn and beans. beans. <laughs> Wait, corn oh, was that you? Beans. I thought that was the. Yeah, I know. You thought that was actually. Audio. That was right on. Yeah. Uh, it is National uh, Eat Your Beans Day. Is it? So uh, I just want nice. to celebrate that on behalf, right. of, uh, behalf of George. And, uh, uh-huh. EYNs aren't able to practice their, their love with women all across this country. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Too many OBGYNs. Too I, many OBGYNs are not able to practice their, uh, their, their, their love, love with women all across this country. <laughs> crisis in America. So good. <laughs> that it is. takes the high road and then claim the low road. That's the high really horse that's, and low road. That's so good. I, what does that even mean? I have no idea. So great, though. That's such good. Uh, I miss him like a father I, right now. You know. Right. Nope. I just, those, I just remembered yeah, no, Ramos and Campion. It's over. That'll it's over. Just hearing those lines, you miss them. But. Yeah. Because everything was fun. surrounding those lines. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I know you, you talked about uh, the record low 47% in the U.S. say they were extremely proud to be an American. Yep. Uh, only 47%, and that was, you know, because really because the Democrats dropped huge. 
Yeah. Uh, Republicans went up a little bit, which was good. And uh, that's good. But mm. campus reform uh, went out on the streets of NYC to, uh, to, to figure out uh, exactly, you know, are people proud to be an American? And, you know, well, let them explain. I'm Calvin Phillips with Campus Reform. Today we're in New York City with the 4th of July coming up, talking to college students about whether they're proud to be an American. What will they have to say? Let's find out. Do you consider yourself today proud to be an American? Oh boy, that's a tough question. No. No, not what? the America we have right now. Yeah. No, okay. I'm not Screw proud. you. No. Are you proud to be an Idiots. American? Definitely not. No, I'm not proud of America. Mm. I'm not proud of what we're doing. What we've done. Would you consider yourself proud to be an American? Um, I'm going to go with no, especially like recently. Yeah, at the end of the day, I guess I would say no. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm proud. I think we need to stop thinking that we're the best nation on earth because that's just egotistical and it's not accurate. We're pretty great though. <laughs> we're close. Things that are America, like I don't want to associate myself with. Patriotic views mm-hmm. about America yeah. when it really comes down to it, I feel like it's more just like a tool to be used to get people to join the army. Is that what you think? uh, Really? We find out. Yeah, I just think that it's really, uh, you know, I I don't know. I I just, uh, you know what? It's a good country. The old Soviet Union. Why why can't that come back? Where's the follow-up? You know, it's a great country. Not the greatest. Well, who is that? Great country is Canada, man. They, they, and whenever I think about great nations, I think of Canada, the maple syrup capital of the world. You know, they got a maple syrup reserve up there. Now, that's the sign of a great nation. Hey, what about uh, Rwanda? There's a great <laughs> nation. They haven't had a genocide in about 20 years. <laughs> you know, what's really good is uh, uh, Liechtenstein. Mm. That's a great nation right there. The campus yeah. reform video continues. Okay, good. Uh, and uh, we find out now exactly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what is a great nation? They're not proud of. Oh, okay. What they're not proud of. All yeah, right. No, no, no. Okay. What about America right now would you consider yourself not proud of? I mean, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Um, just look at the news. There's a plethora of things what? that are going wrong. Or from like, border issues. Okay. Got it. So were you not proud when Obama did it five years ago? No, she was I proud of that. I think that it's different now. A lot of the not proud of being an American comes from like the history of the U.S. Any places that come to mind really? that would be better? Okay. Better than the U.S.? Probably some nice little socialist country in Europe. If we change presidents, then I would be proud. And okay. there's an America that we can make that will be great. Yeah. And so I believe... Are you saying make America great again? No. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, no. the Supreme Court right now is like really scary. I'm scared. I'm um, scared. I'm genuinely I'm scared. scared. Were you concerned when President Obama filled the Supreme Court vacancies in the election year? Um, no. Uh, in the past, uh, were you proud to be an American and what made you more proud then? I guess it was just ignorance. I had no idea how many people in this country were so far right and discriminatory. Right. Well, I would, oh first of all, reverse everything Trump has done, okay. <laughs> every executive action. Um, yeah, I'd reverse everything he's done right now. Okay. Yeah. Would that crash the economy, though? That Things are going pretty well right now in the economy. Um, those are, like, pretty longitudinal. Um, I don't think anything beneficial has been his doing at all. What could be done to make you proud of your country? Um, just, uh, I'd like, you know, people to be able to, yeah. um, express their identities and be themselves without having to deal with, uh, prejudice and, um, what? You Is know, there a law for that, though? There could be. There, there are laws that there could, could, uh... 
help with that. I do consider myself proud to be American, but I'm ashamed of things that like our administration has done recently. Yeah. Well, that's a better way no. to put it. I, that one's almost tolerable. Wow. That that might be the most painful no. campus reform of all well, time. Well, the good thing is, though, the good thing is it, it, they continue with a little bit of, of, of uh, we do get some people that are proud to be an American. You know, the, Today, oh, would you yeah, consider yeah. yourself proud to be an American? Yeah, I would consider myself proud to be an American. Right now, are you proud to be an American? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I always have been. I mean, I have the freedoms and possibilities to do, you know, basically whatever I want. I think it's a really great country. I kind of wish we could, you know, get along a little bit more instead of becoming polarized on topics. Um, just being able to talk about them openly is something that I wish would happen more frequently. Um, but I'd say overall, I'm proud. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. So uh, at, you wait, know, they, they top geez. it off a little bit at the end. Oh, hold on, hold on. All three of those people that were proud of America, white males. Wow. Sorry. You know why they're proud? Bubble. White privilege. There you go. <laughs> yeah. White freaking privilege. Now I just, I just want to say that um, I broke that video up mm-hmm. only because to sit through the whole thing again mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. would be maddening to me. Because yeah, uh, can, I can barely, t- I can, <laughs> barely take it. I cry. God, these little socialist idiots. They most I can't take are. it. I and just I wonder, can't no, take no, it. I was in the streets of this socialist country probably would be better. Would it, Pumpkin? Go. Why don't you go? Goodbye. Seriously. Okay, well, she doesn't have to. Soon go. Because uh, that was NYC. Oh, and, that's true. Uh, She's already there. Uh, DNC Chairman Tom Perez mm-hmm. uh, was on the uh, the ever popular Bill Press show. <laughs> And uh, oh, there's I nothing. Mean, is there anything more popular than the think, Bill Press? Show? Well, when you think DNC, no. you think Bill. You're Press thinking show. Bill Press. And uh, he was on there, and uh, he was uh, touting our uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez as. Uh, well, let him tell you. Mm-hmm. There was a primary in several states. Your state, home state of Maryland, uh, and also up up in New York, where. The fourth most powerful Democrat in the United States Congress, uh, Congressman Joe Crowley. Um, was knocked out by a young woman, Alex- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 28 years old, never ran for office before. Uh, big progressive, calls her because a Democratic mm-hmm. Socialist, actually, like Bernie Sanders did. She was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And in Maryland, Ben Jealous, uh, another strong progressive, wins the Democratic nomination for governor. What's this tell you about where the Democratic Party is going today? <laughs> Well, I, I, uh, my daughters, uh, I have three kids, two of whom are, are daughters, uh, one just graduated college, one is in college, awesome. and they were both uh, uh, texting me about their excitement over Alexandria because you know, she really, she represents the future of our party. Okay. Oh. I believe that. I believe she represents the present <laughs> of your party. <laughs> Honestly. I, I know. What are, they're socialists now. I've yeah. said it a million times. Democrats are now just socialists. Yes. That's all they are. But who knew Bill Press was still alive? That is, that's good news. I, I wondered, <laughs> the hell ever happened to Bill Press? Well, I've yeah. never wondered that. But when I looked at him, I wondered, what? Where's that guy been? Oh, Did he most, go back under a rock he crawled out from initially? Or it's the most popular show you've never heard of? Apparently. He's he's only he's a spry seventy eight, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look, look a day over eighty three. He doesn't. <laughs> good for him. So good. Great to have Bill Press uh, uh, back in the news, wow. in the press. Thank you, Bill. So and thank you, uh, DNC uh, Chairperson Perez. Oh, yeah. Because, wow, what a brilliant comment. That's the future of the Democrat Party. 
That's fascinating, isn't it? Yes, it is. It tells you a lot. It sure does. Uh, people all wound up at Walmart uh, for uh, the other day. We were talking about uh, uh, Maxine Waters and her uh, impeach forty five, impeach forty five. And anyway, I was thinking, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, on the morning show, uh, thinking that uh, why doesn't she sell that stuff on her website? I mean, MaxineWaters dot com should be having impeach forty five stuff everywhere. Yeah, and uh, it's so catchy, but she doesn't. But you know who does? Walmart. Walmart is starting to sell Impeach 45 merchandise. No, and they're not. And people are all wound up about it. Good. Uh, they're, they're giving Walmart a hard time. Well, Walmart, why are you, why are you selling Impeach 45 what? clothes on your website? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I didn't believe it, so I searched for myself. Despicable. I'm out. But they also sell Make America Great Again stuff. Mm. So, you know, they, they're, they're old glory merchandise that they sell, which I Okay. They might be yeah. their merchandise. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they sell the Impeach 45 stuff, but they also sell the Make America Great Again stuff. All right. So I, you know, Walmart hasn't commented. I don't know if I'm Walmart. I don't know that I comment or if I just say, "Look, we're trying." You know, and just as a goods. general rule, when you're buying clothes at Walmart, any clothes at Walmart, you get what you pay for. Okay, it's just a little reminder there for you. <laughs> Uh, wow! <laughs> did they sell Hope and Chain shirts? Wow! Why I'm, do you... I'm because I'm pissed at Walmart right now. I'm just pissed did they Walmart. rip you off on a credit card or something? They ripped me off on everything. What happened, dude? You, talk <laughs> you buy at Walmart is a rip off. Anything? I couldn't disagree more. But really, I mean, not anything. Well, you can get ice cream there. I enjoy that. They have pretty good prices. <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, actually do prices at Walmart. But uh, you know what happened, man? Let's talk about this. They're supporting the, the stinking... Impeach 45. Uh, the, yeah. the, I just, I don't like... I don't necessarily on. like it either. Come on. But it, I don't either. You know, I, I can't blame them for selling it. I mean, Maxine should actually have had that... Uh, already Is that had really... That I mean, if it's a huge popular movement and everybody's jumping on the bandwagon... Which I don't think is the case. I don't you kind so of understand either. it. But for yeah, Walmart to so lead either. that and... You know, after all the times I've defended Walmart and said, look, hey, <clears> you, you want them to... Raise their prices, okay. Then they're oh. going to pay their, you well, know, going to happen with their people tariffs a lot anyway, more. Right? And the, you know, if you want to make a career out of Walmart, it, things are going to change as far as their pricing structure. Okay, right now at Walmart.com, they have a T-shirt featuring Obama ripping open his suit coat that has a big O on it, like a superhero. They've got Miss Me Yet t-shirts. Okay. They've got all sorts of pro-Obama stuff. Let's just see. Do they, hmm. they have Obama, uh, impeach Obama shirts? Hmm? Well, I, that wasn't, I, no that, way. that wasn't a, 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 even a minor movement, though. So it has Obama to be a stuff. movement for Walmart to well, play I mean, both sides. What, it's, a, it's a want of what people, mm-hmm. are, they have to sell products mm-hmm. that people want. Yeah, absolutely nothing that says impeach Obama or anything related to it. I'm just saying. They, they, they got the hope and change no, type crap. But no one cried to impeach Obama. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know about no right one. Here. Well, but there was, there was, it wasn't all over the news like impeach 45 is. Oh, well, that makes it. Oh. I'm not saying, I'm not oh, justifying it. I'm just saying that they are a company that has to sell products that people want. Then nobody's going to purchase mm-hmm. impeach Obama. Except I, for I a couple would. people. I, I'd wear it. Yeah. <laughs> I may actually wear one myself. It's a myself. little late, maybe now, but... <laughs> it's uh, actually, that would be is funny. It, he says he could win a third term, so let's be careful about what It'd we It'd be really funny for. to have no him beat Obama. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> He's out. <laughs> good times. What do you do if you're across town and uh, you're, uh, you're locked out of your apartment and you're topless and you're female? What do you do? 
<laughs> well, wait, know, what? If you're, wait. If you're in Great Falls, uh, Great Falls, Montana, and you oh, uh, and you're, you're cross town, mm-hmm. you're cross town, yeah, and you live on the other side of town, yeah, and you're locked out of your apartment. You already know you're going to be locked out of your apartment. Okay. You don't have a blouse on. You're topless. <laughs> Why don't you have a blouse on? I don't know. You lost, it. you lost it at the party you were at across town. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you forgot and, that and you just wonder what you do. Uh-huh. You, don't know, you don't know how, what, what do you how do. How come this never happened when I lived in Great Falls? I don't know. <laughs> but Molly Broxholm. <laughs> Two years I lived in Great Falls, Montana. Not once did this happen. Molly Broxholm decided that she was going to uh, steal an excavator All right. with a backhoe on it and mm-hmm. uh, stole that loader and uh, drove it across town. Uh, ran it, ran it into a car, ran it into a fence, and you can see we have some of the pictures. If you're watching Blaze Television, uh, she damaged a car, damaged the side of a complex, uh, tore into the side of the apartment, raised the loader up, climbed up to the top of the loader, and then climbed through her window into her apartment. And so that's what you do if you're in Great, <laughs> Great Falls, Montana. Wow! You're across town. Don't you need keys to start that thing up? Oh, the keys. I guess we're in it. I mean, that's what the only way you do it, right? Which is wow. weird that you would do that in the you know the mean streets of Great Falls. That you would just leave All your keys. Streets one lady, are nearly as mean. One lady said she hit the side of my window when it shook the house, and that's when we decided, oh, she's going to knock down the whole house. We better get out of here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I mean, I'm assuming she was rested. Yes, she was. Yeah. What? She was mm-hmm. Yeah, I She's know. She's trying to get Jeez. home, trying to get in. I know. Yes, she, uh, charged, she had no blouse. Charged with her felony criminal mischief and felony criminal endangerment. <laughs> I was, guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she had no blouse on. That's, what she could, that's why she was getting back to the apartment. she have a bra, at least? Or was no, she, she was totally... completely topless. Oh, wow. She needed a blouse, mm. I think. Oh, <laughs> so that's yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks stoned, man. Well, that's, I mean, you know, your your uh, your mug shot's not going to look great. <laughs> no, that, you, it's not going to be the most flattering shot. No, because people are usually in a pretty rough state yeah, when they, they get are. arrested. That's why the mug shots, when you smile and stuff, that's a good plan. If you have enough wits about you. Tom DeLay. Yeah, if you, you have enough it. wits about you to smile. try to smile and mm-hmm. be happy on your mug shot, mm-hmm. good for you. But most of the time. Um, you are in a state that is less than thinking about smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been arrested. And, she, and you, she looks like the cover of the Radiohead album, The Bends, as you can see right there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Same expression. <laughs> and our man Harvey Weinstein, uh, Manhattan District Attorney on Monday, new criminal charges against Harvey. They want him bad. Uh, they've additioned, they've, uh, uh, this time they're accusing him of sexually assaulting a third woman in addition to the other two charges. So he's got just three charges now, but this one is the one that's going to include predatory sexual assault, um, carry a sentence of 10 years, and it also forcibly performing oral sex on a woman. Now, this is in 2006. All right? So he's Weinstein is 66 now. That's if they, if they find him guilty, and I'm sure they will since he's the poster child of Me Too, no way he walks out of this. Um, he'll be in jail for the rest of his life. And good, he's such a bad guy. But they, mm-hmm. I find it fascinating that we've got just the three, and we just got the third this week. More than 70 have accused him of uh, sexual misconduct, including you know the rape and the, the incidents dating back you know decades to, uh, to get women jobs in movies. I mean, attacking women badly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it just strikes me. Good for that. He's a bad. Are they going in a, He's a bad guy. He needs to be in prison. This is 2006. Mm-hmm. These allegations. This one is the new so, one. Are they is, going yeah, in the order, order or uh, you know, uh, like I'm prosecuting him? 
Do we know? I think they're all together, right? And this one in Manhattan. I mean, this is just Manhattan. This is all just one kind of big thing. They've got, uh, and then there's other municipalities that are looking into other charges, but I don't think there's been any more brought against them Hmm. Um, because they're also decades old, right? They're just, there are people saying that he was a bad, horrible guy. He did all this stuff, but they didn't come forward then. And it's been, you know, multiple years since any of this happened. No one within a close proximity has come forward and said, yeah, he did this to me last year. And so, gotcha. you know, mm. this is the best they're going to get from him. Well, All right. 888-900-3393. We've got more coming up in a second here. You know, when your ears aren't clean, mm-hmm. uh, they itch, they're painful, they mm-hmm. get plugged up. It's really, it's really uncomfortable and makes it harder to hear. Now, a lot of people use cotton swabs or the candling. I don't know if you ever tried the candling. That's it's really stupid. kind of weird. Turn your head sideways and Ugh. hold the candle into your ear. There's other drugstore remedies to try, but none of them really do the job. Now, you can get the real solution for that stubborn earwax with the Wax RX Ear Wash System. Doctor developed, works safely when all those other drugstore shelf products You mean fail. the candle wax doesn't work? Yeah, well, apparently, no, it does not. Okay. No, it does not. I've, uh, I have haven't put a candle next to my head in quite some time. So I, I can't, I'm saying that it doesn't work well. <laughs> yeah, the idea of fire next to your hair doesn't seem to be a promising idea. Uh, the Wax RX uh, comes with everything you need to safely clean out the earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home. And it's less than a doctor's visit. Doctor-developed Wax RX system uses the special wax softening drops to break down earwax inside your ear. It's engineered pump fitted with the unique tip to gently deliver that perfect amount of cleansing pressure and flush that wax away. And finally, the pH condition formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate most complete earwax removal system available. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable earwash system today, and use the offer code RADIO. They're going to ship it to your house for free. Use WaxRx.com. U-S-E WaxRx.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You have something left here on the docket? Well, I mean, we, all, fat? we can all agree that there's an opioid crisis, right, Pat? I mean, there's an opioid crisis in America. Oh, we're all hysterical about it. Correct. We right? started like an ad campaign. 70 million people died last year alone uh, from opioids. Wow. That is 70 million Correct. people. I mean, let's dead. not forget the uh, piles of bodies in, in the streets from it. Yeah. In, in Florida, mm-hmm. their uh, their main man, the House Speaker Richard Cochran, said, uh, "Oh, uh, oh, it's, uh, is that an inconvenience that uh, people can't get their pain medicine? Well, it's worth saving fifty thousand lives nationwide. Fifty thousand. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he says fifty thousand. Uh-huh. Uh, in April, yeah, is that an inconvenience? Is that no, an inconvenience? you douche. It's a is lot that, more than that. If you, uh, this, there's a guy." You. Who's not in in chronic pain? Correct, because the there's a guy stage, who's not in excruciating pain every freaking day. Correct, or he doesn't have end stage cancer. Right. Uh, sorry. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, oh well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about a little it. Little inconvenience for you. But uh, the CDC uh, in April, jeez, had this to say in the American Journal of Public Health: 
They overestimated the number of Americans who have died of prescription opioid overdoses because of inaccurate tracking methods. By how much? Uh, 53%. Just 53%? They said they yeah. estimated 32,445 Americans died, so not it should be the 50,000. More like 16,000? Uh, they're saying, well, now we're saying 17,000. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. Uh, and, and some of the leaders are now saying, look, people have to remember that, that there's a is big unreal. difference, which we've said before, yeah. between depending on opioids to survive and becoming addicted. And Congress to them. moved yeah. on this. Yes. I mean, they, Congress can't move on the border being out of control for decades. They refuse. It takes them yeah. five minutes of getting this information. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, well, something. states held out. Right. They wouldn't they didn't mm-hmm. want their money until they got opioid money. And they to fight opioids. I mean, they've already started the ad campaigns, which I, I'm sure we don't have time to play. That's fine. I, mean, we don't I, have I know to, some people get, you know, there's a lot of addiction and, and there's Absolutely a lot of misuse there are. and 16,000 is too many. But they have exaggerated this problem to the point Correct. where people who actually need it aren't getting actually it. need the help. Can't get it. Can't get it. Correct. And instead have to suffer every day. Correct. And you think that's an inconvenience? I wish this guy uh, four ruptured discs. <laughs> I want him to rupture I four want, freaking discs please. in his back right now. Please. That's unbelievable. Uh, agonizing. That sucks. 888 More Packer and Leach coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Pat, and thanks for listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. When you have some time, you should check out The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I think you're going to really like it. You can find it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. And I was born in that USA now. Huh. Hey, you know, you're going to be hearing it tonight and it's going to suck because the song has nothing to do with patriotism. It is the opposite of patriotism, you know, to the point where I mean, and nobody understands. It's not that hard. Why do people play this at the 4th of July? Why do they play? I believe in Father Christmas at Christmas time. I believe in Father Christmas is an anti-Christmas song. Everybody plays it at Christmas. Why would you do that? Read the lyrics. I get a kick out of these people who say, read the lyrics. <laughs> I get a, get a kick out of these people who say, read the song. Know what it says. Uh, born in the USA. Um, born in a Born down in a dead man's town. The first kick I took was when I hit the ground. You end up like a dog that's been beat too much. Tell you, spend half your life just covering up born in the USA. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Wow. So kind of sucks to be born in the USA. Is that what you're saying, Bruce? Uh, how much has sucked for you? Mm-hmm. How many, I'm sorry, how many homes do you have spread across the country? How big is your New Jersey home? Uh, I, because I think it's like 20,000 square feet ish. <laughs> Yeah, it's 
the first kick he took was when he hit the ground. Shut up. It's so bad, too. And the, and the misunderstanding of this song is so widespread. Even Ronald Reagan referenced him in a stump speech. And the song, okay, in the 84 campaign, Born in the USA came out in June. And uh, just a few months later, uh, President Reagan was talking about it. And they wanted to use it for his campaign. And of course, Spring, Springsteen said no. Thank goodness. Uh, he said, America's future rests in a thousand dreams inside our hearts. It rests in the message of hope, in the songs of a man so many young Americans admire. New Jersey's own Bruce Springsteen. And helping you make those dreams come true is what this job of mine is all about. Yeah, that it's not a song of hope. <laughs> okay? Eh, that's not a song of hope. Mm-mm. Springsteen him, Springsteen has admitted that. Uh, and he's baffled by the fact that so many people use it at American celebrations. And so am I. So, anyway. It's frustrating. Hopefully, hopefully that'll catch on somewhere in the United States of America. And somebody will say, hey, let's replace that with, I don't know, God bless the USA or God bless America or, you know, something. Ray Charles, America. Right. I mean, that oh, that's, that's a brilliant. great one. So it's a great good. one. Great job. Um, also, cannabis historian, author, and journalist David Bienenstock. Uh, say no more. Cannabis historian. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, yeah. You know it is. <laughs> he is uh, one who believes cannabis oil explains the miracles attributed to, to Jesus. <laughs> Okay, I told you it's going to be good. Here we go. Speaking exclusively uh, to the Daily Star Online, uh, David Bienenstock, the cannabis expert, sure. said historical records show that cannabis was widely available at the time. They would have known how to grow it and exploit its medicinal properties. There is nothing different in the efficacious cannabis oil used today that wouldn't have been available to people in in Jesus's time. And who's saying this? <clears throat> a cannabis expert, David Bienenstock. Oh, I'm sorry. The man who needs no introduction. I'm sorry. Yes, it's yes, simply yes, a yes. matter of concentrating the cannabis into the oil and absorbing it through the skin. Scholars even point to cannabis oil recipes in Exodus 30, 22 through 25. Whoa, whoa, Take whoa, also... Whoa. What? Exodus 30. The recipe? 22 through 25. Take also for yourself the finest of spices of the flowing myrrh. 500 shekels, and of the fragrant cinnamon, half as much, 250, and of fragrant cane, 250, it shall be a holy anointing oil. I, I missed the, um, I missed the cannabis is it, reference there. Is it Maybe it's a <laughs> translation error. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. You know what they used? They used olive oil. That's what they used. It's oh. not cannabis oil. Oh. To anoint people, you use olive oil. Uh, what was plentiful? In Israel at the time, and now olive oil. What do they have when you go to Israel and they show you these old presses? Mary Jane. They were oil presses. They were olive oh. oil presses. Sorry. No, not a lot no. of Mary Jane. Wasn't that? Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. I, I hate to contradict David Bienenstock, who is a noted and famous cannabis historian. I mean, far be it from me. So, but. Uh, you could be a historian on anything. Yeah, I want to be obviously, a, obviously. What could I be? I need to. I need to think this one through. But I mm-hmm. want to be a historian, like an obscure historian, like this, like Mister Bean and Stock. 
Uh, so you get back to me on what All you right. want me to do research on, <clears throat> and I'll be sure. Anything you ever wanted to know. And we'll go to Keith Malinak, a famous uh, historian on whatever it is, right? Yeah. I, it doesn't matter right now. Something I can find in the Bible, too, would be helpful. The like, Connells. Famous Connell historian. Keith Malinak. There's something you could actually be. Okay, but that's in the Apocrypha, so I don't know that that's going to apply here. <laughs> um, the Connells mentions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little later. It, okay. Yeah, a little yeah. later. Sorry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I thought found this great list of phrases that are said wrong all the time <laughs> yes. by adult human beings oh, this to the point fun. where it's super embarrassing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's fun when you find, when you run across somebody who says something like this for all intensive purposes. Oh, I, I love it when that happens because it's like, excuse me, what did, what did you just say? I said for all intensive purposes. Uh, no, it's for all intents and purposes. Okay, <laughs> that hurts. Um, but that's you hear that from adult human beings. Here's my all time least favorite. Drives me nuts every single single time I hear it. And I hear it from very intelligent people. I don't know how this happened, but the expression, I could care less. For I couldn't care less. Because if you couldn't care less, Uh that means you don't care at all, right? You have, there's no room for caring less than you do right now because you couldn't care any less. Yeah. I could care less means you might care a lot because you could care less than you do now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people make, make that mistake all the time uh, why here's one i think i've screwed up before one in the same yeah they're one in the same it's one and the same yeah i'm sure i think that's i'm not sure i've said that correctly hmm. uh here's another one that adults mispronounce all the time on accident instead of by accident Mm, okay. Um, fall by the waist side. Oh, honey. Come <laughs> Instead on. of fall by the wayside. Okay, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> if you're an adult human being and you say fall by the waist side, um, you should be put in prison. Whoa, really? Yeah, to skip the trial. I, I don't want to hear any of it. Just straight to jail. You're going to stand by that? Mm-hmm. I thought it would be execution, but you're going with prison. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say self-depreciating instead of self-deprecating. Yeah. Self-depreciating? No, nobody ever says that. I, at least I don't think I've ever encountered that. I, I don't know if this is on your list. There it is. Here next. it is right here. <laughs> I hate this one I, so much. I was just going to say, I bet it's this one. <laughs> irregardless. Oh, not a word. <laughs> not, not a word. Not a word. It's regardless, not <laughs> irregardless. Irregardless of anything, that el- uh, anything else that happens. I used to work with a guy. Who said that irregardless is a word used by stupid people who are trying to sound smart. I think that's exactly right. Yes. Um, how about the expression tongue in cheek instead of tongue in cheek? I, I do hear that from time to time. Tongue and cheek. I said that tongue in cheek. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, all right. That, that one's a... a a printed expression, make do, D-O, instead of make do, D-U-E. Uh, there are some people who actually think the phrase is nip it in the butt instead of <laughs> nip it in the bud. Sounds like a good time. I don't know. 
I guess it depends on what you mean, uh-huh. you know, what you're trying to have accomplished. Uh-huh. Um, here's another one that's printed pro- improperly. Shoe in versus shoe in. It's S-H-O-E-N. Yeah. When it's really supposed to be S-H-O-O. Peace of mind instead of P-E-A-C-E, peace of mind. You know, like it's in pieces. Yeah, you know, That's you got, another printed one. You got Boston in my mind now, in my head. Rolling around. All I all I want is to have my peace of mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a great song, pr- by the way. Are you proud of me? I'm very shocked and amazed. No, I that said, you, are you proud of me? I man, I don't know if I'd go that f- Yes, I'm going to say it. Yes, yes, I am. You're right. Yes. I, I'm right proud of you. Right to stay down. Woo. You actually had a reference there that I can very much relate to. Hmm. Um, this is one I hate, too. Y- you did good. Instead of you did well. Oh my gosh, I am do well as opposed to do good. Constantly correcting my kids on all that. the no, time. You did, and it's well. not just it's not just kids. I, I mean, yeah. I hear it on sports broadcasts mm. all the time. A mute point instead of a moot. Yeah, it's Cal's opinion. Cal's opinion. Sorry, it's a friend's reference. My bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, nerve wrecking instead of nerve racking. Huh. Kick. You, you got to be kind of stupid to use that. <laughs> Wait, is pitcher in there? Let's take a picture. No. Instead not, of picture? Yeah, that not going to take a picture. Yes. <laughs> by and large, instead of by and large. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> these are fun. They are fun. Oh. Uh, and they're common. Most of these are pretty common. Um, Although, you know, I'm not sure. Like some of these, I, I don't know that I've ever heard or seen, but a lot of them... You hear every day, and sometimes you hear on the news, or you hear on a broadcast, and it's uh, it's embarrassing, I think. Um, the rest of these are down the pipe versus down the pike. Have you ever heard anybody say uh, down the pipe? It's- yeah. Um, for down the pike? No, 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 no. I misheard for years growing up listening to Braves baseball on the radio. And they would, uh, Skip Carey would always say, like, right down Peachtree or down the pike. And I grew up thinking he was saying down the pipe. Oh, Until really? one day I actually saw it in print somewhere, <laughs> probably, you know, six, eight years later, go, oh, oh no. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I love this one. This is, this is another pet peeve of mine. Uh, it's a doggy dog world instead <laughs> of a dog eat dog world. <laughs> it's a doggy dog world? What does that mean? <laughs> no. Doggy dog. We live in a doggy dog world, man. It's a serious world where you know doggy dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Glenn and Tanya started real estate agents I trust because they were really frustrated trying to sell their house in Connecticut. Um, it it turned out to be a real fiasco for them, and it took a couple of years. And so they wanted others to have a better experience than they had. So they started this particular uh uh quest real estate agents i trust it's a network of over 1200 now agents across america that are rigorously qualified by glenn's team based on experience and marketing plans um are they of good character and what kind of results do they get plus they're all fans of the show so you're not going to hear anybody say uh what glenn beak what huh so they'll know what you're talking about you got that in common 
you know, and you've got that common ground. The you generally share the same principles and values. And if you're trying to sell your house, that's an important thing. You want somebody that you can relate to, somebody you get along with, somebody you're comfortable with. So if you need to sell your house fast, you want to get the most money out of it, go right now to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent around. realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. What a George W. Bush kick today for some reason. Tide turning. I, see, as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of, it's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> Did I say those words? Mm-hmm. No question that the enemy has tried to uh, spread sectarian violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use violence as a tool to do that. We need an energy bill that encourages consumption. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful. And so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people. And neither do we. I'm the decider, and I decide what is best. The United States of America is engaged in a war against a, a uh, extremist group of folks. Families is where our nation finds hope. Where wings take dream. If you don't stand for anything, you don't stand for anything. If you don't stand for something, you don't stand for anything. Shame on Shame on you. You fool me, we can't get fooled again. In my state of the my state of the union, our state, my speech to the nation. Whatever you want to call it. At the high school level and find out that the literacy level of our children are appalling. I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. You're working hard to put food on your family. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Uh Tribal sovereignty means that. It's sovereign. You're a, you're a, you've been given sovereignty and you're viewed as a sovereign entity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. And therefore, the relationship between the federal government and and tribes is one between sovereign entities. They misunderstand the compassion of our country. Right, right. I think they misunderestimated the will and determination of the commander-in-chief, too. I I think so, too. Hmm. I think so, too. That's a good collection there. Yeah. It's, you know, just a reminder. Yeah. There's one missing, though. Which one? That's where he goes. Someone asks him a question. He goes, I guess that's the... Topic du jour. And he gets proud of himself. All of a sudden he goes, that's pretty fancy, huh? Topic du jour. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty fancy. He had just learned what that meant. It's it's pretty fancy. All right. (laughs) You know, and then you start to think, oh, man, I miss him. And then you think, ah, wait a minute. Ramos and Campion. And you think even worse, (laughs) maybe worse, was him siding with Mexico (laughs) in the... uh, Death sentence of the illegal alien who brutally, I mean, really brutally, raped and murdered two 15-year-old girls in Houston in 1993. And he was supposed to be put to death in, I I don't remember, 2007 maybe, 2008, somewhere in there. And Mexico was fighting the execution. They were fighting it hard because he's a Mexican citizen. 
Um, and Texas was saying, um, nope, this guy admitted it. He did it. He was found guilty. He uh, killed two 15-year-olds. No, we're not commuting his sentence. We're not. No. And Bush actually sided with Mexico against against Texas. And it seems to me, was Ted Cruz involved in that one? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, because he Rick was. Perry was governor, and he told Glenn, mm-hmm. oh, this ain't happening. Yeah, no, he, he was yep. against Bush, what Bush wanted. Yep. And the attorney, right, or the attorney general was Ted Cruz. Ted that, Cruz. That was in charge. And it was of Ted making, Cruz yeah, who right. won that battle, and they put the guy to death, fortunately. Man, I was, oh, that was, seriously, between that and Ramos and Campion, that was the final straw for me and, and George W. Bush, because that was despicable. Despicable. Uh, if you'd ever seen the details on that story, I mean, two 15-year-old girls just walking home. In fact, I think they were younger than that. I think one was 14. Just walking home from a party, 11 o'clock at night, they decided to take a shortcut, went through a park where this gang, this illegal alien gang was doing uh, gang uh, rituals, and they grabbed these two girls and uh, it was just brutal and ugly, really hor- horrific. And it just destroyed those families. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter from Triggered Tide Pod. <laughs> uh, it's like Garbage Island regarding the opioid uh, crisis being overestimated all over again. They intentionally overestimate to make it seem like a crisis so it gathers attention. Absolutely. From Nicole, nothing helps us celebrate the 4th like a long clip of citizens that hate America. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jeffy, for bringing that to the table. That was fun. (laughs) Uh, From Brent, out of shape on um, Justice Ginsburg, any document that was ratified when Jeffy was in grade school is indeed an old document. Very true. (laughs) Oh, man. So here's a hot new lofty idea. Let's, from, from liberals... Speaking of the Supreme Court, let's pack the court with liberals as soon as Democrats are back in power. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's great. The, the, the plan is now, if the Democrat Party wins the 2020 election, it will have won the most votes in seven out of the eight previous national elections, according to this. Adding six members, adding six members to create a 15-member court which would still have five GOP-appointed members, is actually incredibly generous to the Republicans. Oh, come on. So stupid. Of course, it's not incredibly generous. It doesn't matter that there were five on the court. You've got, it's, a, it's 11 to 5 at that point. No, it's 10 to 5, <laughs> obviously, if you're doing 15. It's 10 to 5 at that point, and all you need is 6 to 5. So you could do 11, but they want to pack it with 15. No, Why stop at 15? Why not do... You need 8. Why not do... Well, yes, you would. <laughs> no, uh, but I'm talking about it. You could just do 11, and oh, it could oh, be I 6 see, to 5. I see. But, I mean, I no wasn't. matter what they expand it to, we're not going to notice, right? I mean, it's no. just... I mean, this is something they could just sneak in. We're not going to see this And see, coming. they could sneak it in, and then they think they're always going to be in power. Well, then what happens when a Republican is elected, and they go from 15 to 25? This Let's a, do 25 justices. That's a thought that... That outwardly encourages civil war in this country. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That is that Chaos is a shot across war. the bow that says it's on. I mean, come on, stop it. Ridiculous. So thankfully, no one official is uh, 
standing uh, with so far. Yet? Let's hope that it stays that way. Seriously. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Sean in uh, Alaska. You're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. hey. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, just clear something up on uh, the the marijuana thing in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Israelites have been using cannabis for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. The Jewish people have always used it. The word calamus has been interpreted wrong. Calamus is actually cannabis. And they used it in the temple for burning incense. They did use it in anointing oils. Mm-hmm. Where does it say they used, used it? Where is it? Where does it say that they used it in their anointing oils? It's in Genesis, uh, in the 25 to 30. Uh, the word calamus mm-hmm. is actually the word cannabis. It was just, it's, it was just interpreted wrong. Mm-hmm. 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 But mm-hmm. that is what it, they used. They did use that stuff. They also used olive oil, oil uh, to anoint people. They, they, used, they used a lot of different oils to anoint people back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you know, it wasn't just strictly olive. Uh, I'd be you know, surprised they, if they used cannabis. It was all over the Middle East. It was all, okay. marijuana was all over the Middle East thousands of years ago. They uh, used it to make mm-hmm. rope and everything else out of whatever they could use it for. They used it. Are you a uh, cannabis fan? I I am a and a user mm-hmm. of CBD oil. Uh huh. And I use it for pain relief because I'm disabled. Okay. And, and it it, I use it helps a lot. It makes, it takes most, not, I'd say it probably takes about 95% of my pain away. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, that's they take good. the THC out of it. Yes, right. Yeah, and, I knew that. And just the oil itself is a really good thing to use for pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, as a, Jewish, as a Jewish person, I understand, you know, a lot of misinterpretations of the Bible that has been done. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. Appreciate the call. Uh, thanks, Sean. I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen. Um, I have to go through and look at those uh, references and see if Calibus mm-hmm. is in there. Have you seen? Are, have you found Calibus? No, I, I haven't. And no, it meant cannabis. Hmm. No. Well, check it out. Were there though. Tom Petty concerts back during biblical times? Because <laughs> I mean, he might have a might have a point uh, you, there. Oh yeah, you know, you smelled it then <laughs> at the Tom Petty. Uh, uh, Canaanite <laughs> celebration. I, I think they had entire festivals. Yeah, the, the Canaanite Tom Betty yeah. and the Grateful Dead and the Canaanite Heartbreakers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Here. And thank you for being here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Nick in Illinois. Hi, you're on the blaze. Pat, this is Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Uh, I'd like to have a few moments of your time to unfairly defend myself. Okay. And no, I will not yield to you, sir. Never. No, I will not yield. <laughs> I didn't ask you to yield, but it's in the script. It, okay. All right. Oh. 
the way these border children are being treated is wonderful, and I hate it. We need to go back to the way our God, Obama, treated them, which is why I propose we relocate them to a recently vacated American-owned bay off the coast of Cuba where we can treat them like the miserable peasants they are. Um, but to get this done, we're going to need to institutionalize a, a nationalist socialist society of America. Yeah, yes, the Nazos, for short, uh, of which I would be the leader. Hey, hey, ho, ho, everybody bow down to the National Socialist Society. Hey, hey, ho, ho, no. where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Okay, that rhymed. That it, it didn't rhyme the first, the first time, Maxine, no. so um, you might want to work on that, but <laughs> thank you. Appreciate the call. That's good. <laughs> it was. That's, that's nice. It got me in the mood for even more. Uh, there's Maxine Waters mocking Republicans who are trying to avoid Sharia law in their area. Now, this has actually happened in certain areas where there have been groups of uh, Muslims who have tried to institute Sharia law in their neighborhood or in their uh, in their area. And there are some Republicans who are opposed to that because that would be, you know, unconstitutional, essentially. Uh, And here's what Maxine had to say. Over the last year and due to the focus of House Republicans on so-called Muslim radicalization. We have seen politicians and pundits attacking the Islamic faith as a security threat to the United States. Across the country, these people are exploiting fear and trying to convince state legislatures that the steady adoption of Sharia tenets is a strategy extremists are using to transform the United States into an Islamic country. The scare tactics are working mm-hmm. in at least 13 states where lawmakers are now considering the adoption of legislation forbidding Sharia. A bill in the Tennessee State Senate, for example, would make adherence to Sharia punishable by 15 years in jail. Mm-hmm. And one of the nation's Republican presidential candidates, Newt Gingrich, has called for a federal law that says Sharia law cannot be recognized by any court in the United States. Now, those of you who know me know that I call names, and I tell it like it is, and so I want you to know who these people are. In addition to the state attacks, the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Congressman Peter King, has vowed to continue his controversial radicalization hearings, specifically focusing on Muslim Americans. While it is a challenge for lawmakers to strike the right balance in protecting both liberties and security, Chairman King's and other Republicans' disrespectful approach to thwarting extremism is contrary to American values and actually threatens national security. I mean, that's making the rounds again because you know, of all of her latest ranting and raving. That's from 2012 when Sharia law was sweeping certain areas, as, as we said. And there, yeah, there were Republicans trying to stop it. Yeah. You're not worried about Sharia law, Maxine? No, she goes to CARE to make fun of those that don't want women subjugated. Oh, that was at and, CARE too? Yeah, oh, she was at CARE. It's even worse, man. She is unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Mm. <laughs> Just pandering. Mm-hmm. Just pandering to the, the people that care. Oh, the unindicted cult conspirators? Hmm. That's interesting. In the Holy Land conspiracy? Yeah, that's interesting.
Yeah, go to them and tell them, hey, Sharia law is great, and uh, that's perfectly fine if you want to institute it in in cities and jurisdictions all over the country. Go ahead. We're not worried at all about how some women are being treated in predominantly Islamic countries, are we? We're not worried about that at all. That's perfectly fine. can be stoned to death. Uh, you know, they just got the ability to drive by themselves in Saudi Arabia. That just happened. <laughs> and yet it's so ridiculous that Republicans would want to do something to stand in the way of Sharia law where it's trying to be, where they're trying to institute it. Yeah, it's pathetic. And she's gotten worse over the years, frankly. It's, it's pretty amazing. What year was it when she did the... And, and this liberal would be all about socializing. Uh, 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 basically, was that two? I think that was about two thousand seven or eight. First term of Maxine. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. I want to maybe eight ish in there somewhere. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, also, Rand Paul. Man, what a year he has had. Mm. He got uh, beaten to a pulp by his neighbor, Boucher. And we never found out the reason for that, by the way. Still don't know. Lawn clippings. That's what it was. That's right. Mm. We did did find that out initially. It was lawn clippings that made him so upset. And, I mean, that was the first thing that came out. And then they said, no, it wasn't lawn clippings. And then it was lawn clippings. Or he just wouldn't say, ever. And we've never found out. Uh, Now he's getting... Uh, death. Plus, he was at the baseball game, right? He was at the softball practice, softball, baseball, baseball, baseball practice, mm-hmm. where the shooting occurred. <laughs> he, you know, was narrowly. Uh, it, he has been shot at. Shot at. He's been beaten up, and he couldn't breathe without being in pain for months afterward. <clears throat> and yep. then this comes along, and now he tells us about uh, something else that just happened. Here he is. This week, uh, someone tr- uh, threatened to kill me. And shot my family up with an axe. Uh, he's been arrested. It's like, really? Where, where's this going to end? News broke at the start of the Rotary event in Litchfield as Senator Paul spoke of the latest threat in what has been 13 months of violent attacks. First, he was at practice June 14th of last year when a gunman attacked the Republican congressional baseball team. Then in the fall, a neighbor attacked Senator Paul at his Bowling Green home. Now, the latest threat. Capitol Police confirm there is an investigation. It's just horrendous that we're having to deal with things like this. And uh, that on top of, you know, being attacked personally, having a a very serious, uh, life-threatening, basically, attack on my person, and then being shot at. I've had a a year where it's becoming more and more aware, you know, that we have these real threats out there. He's uh, somebody threatened to chop he and his children up with an axe. I guess that's... That's on Donald Trump, though, right? That's yeah. his fault. Yeah, as Bill Maher told us yesterday. <clears throat> the uncivility. It's the same on the right and same. the left. It's the, the exact Threats same. of violence and whatnot. And Maxine Waters is saying that she's being threatened. I don't even believe that. I don't know. I I mean, maybe. I I hope not. I hope it's not happening from people on the right. Um, But there's a difference between actual threats and what people will email you. Uh, and we get... We get those all the time. And we, we get death threats here all the time. But it's it's fascinating how uh, the left is all up in arms over the uh, outrageous rhetoric that's going on. And yet it's 
Rand Paul is getting death threats to be chopped up uh, and his children uh, cut up into pieces uh, with an axe. And he was actually physically assaulted by his neighbor. And my guess is that was something political in nature. What was his what was his uh, his sentence? Do we ever if we found that out? I don't remember what it happened to be. His neighbor Boucher, who is a uh, physician. Whoa, Rand Paul appeal. This just broke. Uh, Feds appeal Rand Paul neighbor's jail sentence for attack. Uh, Thirty days? No way. He got thirty days. So here's the story. Okay, this is from a Kentucky newspaper. U.S. Senator Rand Paul is not happy with the jail sentence of his neighbor, Rene Boucher, who attacked the senator last year over debris between their homes in Bowling Green. U.S. Special over debris? That's such a lie. <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> believe that? Maybe the guy's this crazy. Come on. U.S. Special Attorney Bradley Shepard filed a motion Friday to appeal Boucher's 30-day jail sentence for the attack that broke five of the Kentucky Republicans' ribs My and bruises. My gosh. Long. 30 days. Are you So that's it. that's got to be long served by now, right? I don't know. It's, what date was that article? This is two days ago. Okay. So, um, okay. So did he just get sentenced? Yeah. So federal prosecutors aimed wow. for only a 21-month sentence. He could have served up to 10 years for assaulting a U.S. senator. Um, and he got 30 days. And he uh, this is he was sentenced on June 15th. So he's going to be let out uh, what next week? All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, justice served. So he, he beat him within an inch of his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got 30 days. Yeah, hell, he might get out on good behavior here before the 15th of July. Who knows? That's really something. This is something. Did he at least lose his law practice? Did he get... Uh, he's a retired doctor. Oh, he's retired. Says he lost his temper and had enough of seeing Paul's lawn trimmings. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> nothing that unreal. sets me off than lawn, lawn trimmings. trimmings. Right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you haven't said it once. I killed four people last week alone because of lawn trimmings. Oops. Uh, and I, you know, uh, it just makes me crazy. So I can kind of relate. Oh, to you know what? Rene Boucher. I'm sorry. I've been misleading you and the audience. Oh. In addition to the 30 days, Pat, mm-hmm. 100 days of community service. 100 oh, wow. hours. I'm sorry, 100 hours. Hours. Yeah, hours. Wow. 100 hours. <clears throat> That's like the equivalent of what? Four days? 100 hours. Nothing makes service. sense. No. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I, I miss, I misled the public yet again. He did this, doctor. He, he paid a ten thousand dollar fine. So, he paid a fine. Mm-hmm. Hundred hours of community service. Thirty days in jail, not prison. Jail. Jail. Who got the ten thousand bucks? Because it seems like Rand Paul deserved that. <laughs> I bet it didn't go to Rand Paul. Oh uh, no! It, what do you want to bet? It went to the court. Yeah, it went to the coffers of the county. Oh my gosh. What a miscarriage of justice that is. 30 days, 100 hours of community service. Could have gotten 10 years for a sitting U.S. senator, but what I don't understand is why the federal prosecutor only went after 21 months. It's called Overton Window. Go for 10 years and settle for six. Yep. Mm. Uh, I mean, he was really seriously injured. He could not breathe. He's a political figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, he had multiple ribs broken, a punctured lung, uh, multiple other injuries, which he, I, I can't remember all of them. He kept getting the flu yeah. because of what was going on Didn't in his lungs. Pneumonia eventually, uh, pneumonia. too. I'm sorry, pneumonia. Yeah, he got pneumonia. pneumonia. 
But what I can't, he was talking about how he could not sleep for weeks and he couldn't breathe without being in pain for months. Yeah. I mean, this was a serious attack, whether it was long clippings or something else. And the fact the guy is getting, oh, 30 days down the county jail, call it done. So he's going to be right back next door to Rand again, getting pissed off about lawn clippings. <laughs> I mean, that's a place where you expect to see a wall built real soon. Yeah, that's for well, sure. Well, the guy's in jail. Why don't you get a wall built between wow. you and him? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Remember when J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon told, called Bitcoin a fraud? Price fell 24% in the days that followed. And J.P. Morgan then emerged as one of the most active buyers on behalf of their clients of a fund that tracks uh, the Bitcoin price. At the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, George Soros publicly called Bitcoin a bubble. A few weeks later, a member of his $26 billion family office reportedly received the green light to buy cryptocurrencies. And they did. Seems like experts are all over the map when it comes to cryptocurrencies. They like to drive the price down and then they like to buy. And we're going to be exploring all of this in a free live online broadcast. Glenn Beck is personally hosting July 19th. Go to beckcryptocurrency.com to register for this free special event. You'll discover the new case for Bitcoin. uh, The names of three cryptos, Tika Tawari, number one cryptocurrency expert. the The three cryptos he recommends that you should buy right now will be revealed. And you'll have a chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. Get the details and register for this free event that Glenn wants you to attend. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com. That's BeckCryptoShow.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Uh. On the Blaze Radio Network. Born in the USA. Just getting you ready for tonight and tomorrow because it's going to be playing all over the country. You know it is. (laughs) Our light show synchronized to patriotic music from Bruce Springsteen. And it's absolutely never (laughs) synchronized. (laughs) No. It's just... Nor is it patriotic. (laughs) But thank you for that. Thank you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I'm going to be protesting outside the homes uh, and maybe in restaurants and at movie theaters of people who decide on the Radio Hall of Fame. That's what I've decided this week. <laughs> I know you mentioned the fabulous sports babe earlier on Glenn's show. I'd forgotten all about that show. Fabulous sports babe. She was horrible. in the radio horrible. Radio Hall of Fame. Horrible. Glenn Beck's not, but the fabulous sports babe is in there. <laughs> You know who else is in there? Uh, Robin Quivers, the sidekick of Howard Stern. <laughs> okay. So, uh, obviously, Howard's in there. But so is Robin. Okay. Uh, before, really before, I'm not saying she doesn't belong. Been a long time. They've done a lot of stuff. Said a lot of F words. <laughs> uh, but before Glenn Beck, uh-huh. Bob and Tom. Are you familiar with Bob and Tom show from yeah. Indianapolis? Yeah. I think they're still in the air. Uh, Neil Bortz. Wait, are these people like, that are not in? Or? These are people that are in. Oh, Bortz, nice. Okay. B- Bortz, but before Glenn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Is Bortz bigger than Glenn Beck? Let's face it, no. 
No. Jim Bohannon? Oh, <laughs> not America this morning or whatever? Yeah, the overnight oh. news guy. The overnight news guy. Mm-mm. I love this one too. Delilah. <clears throat> Delilah. I mean, but not Glenn Beck. Elvis, the- Elvis Duran from um, uh, the zoo, Z100 uh-huh. in New York. Clark Howard. Okay. Dave Ramsey. Good, good. good okay. Good. Mm-hmm. And Car Talk. Wait, that's not a person, though. Car Talk. Car- the show. Car the show, talk. though, is in the, the Car Talk. Wait, you can, the show you can is put a in show in the a radio Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Apparently. That's like putting an entire team in Apparently. baseball in the Hall of Fame. The 27 Yankees are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> I know, I it's kind of weird. I played one weird. game and I fouled it's, it off and that weird. was it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was surprised in. to see, but I'm I'm sure the guys who do car talk are in it as well. Wait, could but car like, talk is is in. So wait, the car screener for car talk can say. <laughs> He's in it too. I'm in, I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah. That's awesome. The producer, the call screener, uh-huh. they're all in. <laughs> Well, Glenn Beck's not. But the producer and the call screener for Car Talk are. So, fortunately, got that going for us. What about the promotions assistant? <laughs> yes. Are they of in? Car Talk? Yeah, yeah they're in. Car Talk. If they're, if they're associated with Car Talk, they're in. <laughs> what about the guy that runs the tech He's at in. remotes? He's in. Hey, we're down at the uh, auto show this weekend. Oh, you're in, Billy. Yeah. Uh, the sales manager for Car Talk? Yeah. He's in. He's in? Yeah, he's in there. I don't know his name, but he's in. So, Glenn Beck is too, right? But no, not Glenn. No. God, please, you don't want Glenn Beck in the Radio Hall of Fame. He's <sighs> just another little injustice that I'll be protesting. Um, actually, I wouldn't be that obnoxious uh, or presumptuous or stupid to be accosting people in public, even though I have, I have motive and I have reason, mm-hmm. but I won't be doing it. Well, you know, uh, Sean down the hall there, uh, who's... Um, you know, when Pat Gray Unleashed mm-hmm. ends up in the uh, Radio Hall of Fame, yeah. he'll be in there for switching cameras and stuff. <laughs> right. He just sent me a note that uh, you're basically saying that Glenn Beck is the foreigner of the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And there you have it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what we're saying is that uh, foreigner will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Glenn Beck is in the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, 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 let's do that. That <laughs> let's should see. Be- should have a pool. Yes. Let's see. Which one happens first? Boy. I've taken both causes on now. So, I'm, is there a time limit on this cause? Like, do we get like, okay, everybody gets their money back at a, you know, if we get to 2030? Yes. Let's, let's definitely put 2030 as a kill date for that. Right. If we haven't accomplished any of this by 2030, Hold on. time to stop. And then a third, a third option stop. here. Is, is a country going to exist in 2030? This one? Yeah, this one. So we had two pulls going. Okay, so will Foreigner or Glenn Beck, okay. will Foreigner be in the Rock Hall of Fame? And will Glenn Beck be in the Radio Hall of Fame? Which one? And will the country be a country by 2030? <laughs> we'll, get these, we'll get these sorted out. We'll sort them out. <laughs> Maybe we take calls on that on Thursday. Which will happen first? The country not being a country? <laughs> Glenn Beck in the Radio Hall of Fame or Foreigner in the Rock Hall of Fame? Uh, but speaking of people bothering people in public, um, a liberal encountered Scott Pruitt out having lunch and accosted him. Scott Pruitt, really the head of the EPA? Would you even know what Scott Pruitt looks like when you walk by him at a restaurant? Mm. I, honestly, I've seen him before. I've seen him a few times. But is he top of mind enough to think, there's that Damn, Scott Pruitt. 
I've wanted to give him a piece of my mind for weeks now. How much you want to bet she followed him? Yeah, she probably did. From something. Um, and fortunately, there's a video of it. Here's, here's what happened. Hi. Um, I just wanted to urge you to resign um, because of what you're doing to the environment in our country. This is my son. He loves animals. He loves clean air. He loves clean water. He loves clean air. You're you know? slashing strong fuel standards for cars and trucks for the benefits of big corporations. Uh, you've been paying about 50 bucks a night to say that you see kind of connected to an energy lobbying effort while approving our dirty sands pipeline. Um, we deserve to have somebody at the EPA who actually does protect our environment, somebody who believes in climate change and keeps it seriously for the benefit of all of us, including our children. Um, so I would urge you to resign before your scandals push you out. Uh, I'd urge you to resign. Okay, thanks. See ya. Thanks for reading your note card in front of me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she's looking at her phone, right? She's got her phone there, and she's looking yeah, at the phone, yeah, trying to look at all the paper, things yeah. she decided she wanted to say to him. And she got a little baby prop in her hand there. Get out of here. This is my son. And this he is my animals. son. He likes animals and clean air. <laughs> really? I hate clean air. We're trying to dirty the air Thank you. as hard as we can. Someone needs to. I have put in a phone call. In fact, right before lunch today, I put in a phone call to ExxonMobil. To fire up more coal plants. More coal-fired plants. ExxonMobil doesn't even deal in coal, I don't think, but I've asked them anyway. That's how much I hate clean air. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, clean water, we, I am trying to make the Pacific Garbage Patch nine times the size of Texas. It's only double the size right now. Hmm. I want it to be bigger than the continent of Asia. And I'm dumping bottles into the Pacific Ocean at the rate of 17 tons a day. Oh, that's you? Yeah. I was well, wondering who was doing that. It's Scott Pruitt, but this is what he should have said to her. Yeah. I I just hate stuff like this. It's so agonizing. And Pruitt just sits there and listens to her. Mm-hmm. Yes, listening to her. Okay, you want an EPA chief <sighs> that believes in climate change? Shut up. I just reached my limit. Get out. Tell you what. He Le- left. Yeah, he, he left. left the restaurant, he- didn't even eat. Uh, yeah. Dang but, it. But look, you know what? Those on the left, you want to abolish ICE? I'll tell you what, you first. Let's get rid of the EPA. I'm and fine with we'll that. get rid of ICE. Okay? I-, I would make that exchange. <laughs> yes. You hold hostage the uh, ICE agency, will hold hostage. The EPA will exchange him. Okay? Happy Fourth. See you Thursday. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.